What's up, people? This is Julian Lytle, and you listen to another episode of Ignorant Bliss. On this episode, number 49, uh, my guest is Chuck Collins, um, creator and artist of the webcomic Bounce, about a bouncer, based partially on his uh, life as a bouncer, um, soon to be um, an artist working on Books from Lion Forge's Catalyst line of superhero comics. Uh, today's episode covers a lot of things. Our feelings on the comic industry, the bounce comic, um, a lot of politic talk, some anime and manga talk. You can follow Chuck on Twitter at bounce underscore comic website is bouncethecomic.com you can follow me at Julian Lytle um, hopefully you listen to this through the website or iTunes the website is ignorant-bliss.com also on Google Play Music SoundCloud Stitcher the Taylor group of podcasts Blog Talk Radio Mace Cloud, it's all over the place. Uh, if you like it, please leave reviews. Uh, the email, if you want to contact me, is ignorantblesspodcast at gmail.com. Hope you enjoy. Peace. Aw, oh, yeah. I'm with this. I'm just going to sit here laid back to this nice mellow beat, you know? And drop some smooth lyrics. Cause it's 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half stepping. Word, I'm ready. Rap was stepping to me. They wanna get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. I'm not the victory. They can't get with me. So pick a BC date, cause you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And stepping to me, yo, that's a wrong move. So what you want, Hobbs? Dope a dog, dope a dog. Competition. I just devour, like a pit bull against a chihuahua, cause when it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good, now let me tell you who I am, the B-I-G-D-A-D-D-Y-K-A-N-E, dramatic, Asiatic, not like many, I'm different, so don't compare me to another, cause they can't hang, word to the mother, at least not with the principal in this pedigree, so when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready, to die because you're petty, you're just a butter knife, I'm a machete, this ain't my Genshu, wait until when you try to front, so I had to go back to work um, at my regular job, which was over at uh, Nine Left Memorial. Yeah, you tell me about that. Yeah, I had to go right back. I missed all those days when I was at New York Comic Con and made up for lost time. But uh, I'm kind of done with over there because I'm going to get started on Lion Ford shit. Yeah, man, that was great news to find out. Uh, yeah. Find out about. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I was like, you know, it kind of caught me off. I mean, like, I mean, well, I already knew it was coming, but like, when I was first approached by it, it caught me off guard. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna be doing this thing. Ooh. Oh man, it didn't sound. I, I was surprised because I was by the, you know the, the names they announced, but 
Right, right. You know, I know Joe. He got a he got a good eye for talent, and you know, you, you know, you made some you made some waves out there. I, I bounce. I guess, man. I didn't know people was. You know, I just thought it was a, a little fun thing that people just read and shit. And was like, hey, this is cool. Little bought, you know, bouncer dude and his best friend, and they talk shit and everything. I didn't think. It, it was funny because while I was at the con, like people that worked at like Marvel and other places, like yeah, I know Bounce. I'm like, how the fuck did you know Bounce? Like the conspiracy theory side of my mind was like, how, who, who are you? Mm-hmm. How you know? <laughs> nah, no, I was, after what I've learned now, it'd be like you get a nice little buzz yeah. online, and everybody in comics, comics is too small, B. I know, I know. Yeah, that I do know for a fact. That's it. It's no joke. Like you make something hot, everybody everybody know it. I just like the fact they uh they give you your propers on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's it's kind of interesting, man. I I kind of made. I, I mean, are we starting? Like everything is starting already, or are we like? Yeah, yeah, man. You, okay. I don't know if you listen to the show. You, it, it's it's just conversational. I don't have like a. Now, when the show starts, and, okay, and okay. it's like, nah, man. Like I do an intro before, and then like. Fading right. the conversation. Cool, cool. Because some places I'm like, you know, I've done like a few podcasts. I'm like, all right, we're going to do like 10 minutes of talking and prep and all this shit. And I'm like, I, I don't care about any of that. Let's just nah, start. Man, I ain't got time for that, man. My, my show is different. It's off to the little side. It's not NPR like it all. Good. I'm not going to ask you who your favorite superhero is. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, it is messed up because you shouldn't ask me because I, I, I tell people the same thing all the time. Like, yo, I think everybody in the Marvel Universe and DC Universe should, like, die and they start a whole new thing again. Like, just fuck everything. Fuck every Superman, fuck Spider-Man. Everybody need to die. <laughs> Shit, it's done. Yo, but it's, it's just my opinion. I ain't telling anybody to think the same way I do. Man. Yo, as long as the Ninja Turtles survive, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Ninja Turtles, you know, they they can shift. They they've done that. You know, they started off like, you know, all violent and crazy, and then as soon as Kevin Eastman and Peter Lee, Peter Lee got that uh that uh little check, yeah, like, all right, they're kid friendly now. So yeah. they they've shifted. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is pretty cool. But um, but yeah, but like that was pretty much you know the whole thing at the con was like you know find out what happened. And, um, you know, I was, I was pretty excited, you know, I mean, when, when Joe first hit me up, and I can talk about it now, before I had to keep silent. Yeah. You know, and first thing, you know, Joe's like, yeah, you can't go online. I'm like, I am not that dude. I, <laughs> like, a lot of these cats, they, they, as soon as they get, like, a hint that they're going to be working with somebody, like, look, I'm going to be doing it. And they post all that shit, like, look, I'm going to be doing this thing. I'm like, no. No, but, um... Yeah, I mean, like, when he hit me up, he told me he was going to be on it. And, um, I mean, I've known Joe for a minute. So, you know, already, you know, him hitting me up, like, saying, like, I want to work with you on this stuff. I was like, ah, cool. But then when he told me David Walker and Sheena Howard, I was like, yeah, like, let's do this right now. Okay, so you're working on the book with them, too. Yeah. Okay, did they announce what the book is going to be? I didn't get, you know, when the con, if I'm working a con and they have panels, I don't leave my table. You know how I do. Like, oh, no, I, I, sit, I sit at the table the whole show. Well, that was the funny thing about this con. I was able to actually run around and be a civilian. Like, I, I, I had to be behind the table this year. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I can go run around and 
talk to people and say what's up with my friends and shit. And, you know, so it was cool. But um, uh, I don't know. Well, if you read some of the articles, I mean, I'm I, I only I'm only you know going by what uh, has already been released. So I don't know if you know about uh, Catalyst Prime or yeah, Red. I know about that. I know yeah. it's like that's the so that's the starting point, and then like all the titles uh, start after that. Or they have the whole like the story of the universe and things like that. So I, that's just as far as I know. That's as far as I read. I, I'm not going to go into any detail about that. I let the uh, I let the people I let the line force people tell everybody about that. But what I will say is um, basically the book that I'll be working on is a result of that event that happens and these characters come about. So. I'm basically working on this uh, thing called Superb, where um, I'm not even, I can't even go into details as far as what the characters are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. It's, more, it's more geared, it, it's going to be a really awesome book. When you talk about, like, motherfuckers are talking about, oh, we want diversity in comics, yeah, you're going to get some diversity in this shit. It, it <laughs> touches everything. Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, co-writer, two co-writers together. You got David Walker and you got Sheena Howard. I mean, yeah, you can't, that's, it's going to be insane. You know, I, I know you've read uh, David Walker's work before. Uh, I know you've probably read a couple, a couple of things from uh, Gina Howard, so you already know what they bring in, so. I've read less of her work than I have of his work. And to be quite honest, I need to build up on both of them, because right. I've been reading mostly manga the last 10 months. I think that's all of us, man. I have, yo, it's funny. It's interesting because I haven't really collected much comics at all. Yeah, I've just been manga, anime, and that's and even with that, I'm like slow. You know, I'm just now catching up to uh, what was the series that everybody was getting me up on? Um, the Ghost in the Shell Arise. That's been out for a minute. I've, I've just got on that. I just saw the movie for it. Everybody, everybody I know seen the movie already. Um, but. Even with that, I'm behind on, man. But everything, there's so much. There's so much amazing shit. I'm just now catching up to Tokyo Ghoul. Everybody's uh, that shit is amazing. I'm like, yo, I'm only on episode four right now. I don't even, like, I gotta be honest, I haven't even, I barely even watch anime anymore. Like, when yeah. I read it, like, I read manga because I get shown the jump every week, and I just have to hit, I just open the app, and I got a new 200-page digital magazine, and I just read each, each book, each little joint I like. And then I close it, and then next Monday, you get to see. Yeah. I get another one. <laughs> I just start over. I'm like, hmm. So some people talk about certain animes. It's like, well, oh yeah, I read that like two two years ago. Like, so they'll catch up maybe by the time they catch up to where I'm at, I'll be two years. <laughs> I'll be two yeah, years. yeah. Well, especially like shit like Attack on Titan. Yeah, they be going. Yeah, they be going. Like they mad far ahead in the comic compared to the the anime because I heard the anime doesn't even have a second season yet. No, no, it doesn't have to take a season. The thing that was funny was I started finding out about stuff in the manga, which made me want to start reading the, the actual manga itself. I got the game for PS4. Was it good? It, uh, I, yeah, I'm such a huge fan of the show. I mean, it's off the chain. It's a bit repetitive, but it's done by the same uh, company that does Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors and... Okay. You know, hack and slash. Yeah, they know how to do those games, though. They know how those games very, very, very well. I love them. I'm a big fan of that company. I got, I think they're about to do a berserk 
as well, like I think next month or something. Oh, that's about to kill it because it's like on. Oh, it's a wrap, dude. Like I, I played uh, this is North Star, four parts one and two. Uh, dude, you want to talk like imagine Dynasty Warriors, but you're Kenshiro. That's all I gotta say. That's 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 too much. And my guy, no It's like but like blood fest. They're any blood, bad people blowing up for no reason. This shit is amazing. And the cool thing about the storyline is that they bring you through every single 52 episodes of the series. That's crazy. So the whole, the game within itself, the storyline mode, you're going to be playing for like a month because there's like 52 episodes to play. And they go in the full story. They don't skip a, they don't skip a beat. Yeah, I remember Um, I have, I have, actually have three One Piece games and I haven't finished the first one yeah. because they like the games go through like major sections of the story and, and you know One Piece has been going since 97 so like one of the games go went through like you know like the first half and right. it's like I didn't even finish that like I read it all but it's like god like you literally going through every single chapter of this of this comic but I'm punching people over and over again <laughs> and then like then I say oh the second one came out and it's like oh but damn like I won't buy it anyway I even though I ain't get this far I played it a little bit it's like I put this down and they got another one I was like damn this got to the other stuff I was just reading for the past three years fuck it I'm gonna buy this too and I'm like, <laughs> you just you just tell like it's funny because I got like I said the Attack on Titan one came out because it's done by the same people and they approached this a little bit differently they did the whole you know 3D, 3D system when you grapple on the Titan you gotta swing around them you gotta attack yeah. the body parts and all that even the uh, point of the game you get to where you can get Aaron to turn into his Titan. Yeah. yeah. So now you just run around the city just knocking over buildings and beating up Titans and all kinds of shit. It's, it's amazing. So, but that also went through every single episode of Attack on Titan, which is crazy. That's, that's but they, what they did was it's an added bonus if you beat the game a certain kind of way, you get to play certain storylines in the manga that doesn't happen in the anime series, which is hot. Oh, that's yeah, hard. yeah. So like, you get that, you get, but you have to, you have to follow a certain path. Like, you can beat the game and not even see it. You're like, I, right. you know, they they add a little extra shit, but if you do it right with the right character, you, you find a new mission, and then you once you unlock that mission, it opens up another one, and then you're playing the story from from the from the manga after the anime series. So it's pretty tight. Yeah, they going, they going in right now. It's, that's the thing. I gotta stay away from the video games, man. I got too much artwork to do, and these motherfuckers are bent on making me spend money and waste time. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like that 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 meme where where you see this this is you know like you know I'll be successful with my life and my art and do what I gotta do, and then life responds like LOL. Yeah, like that's pretty much what games are doing to me right now. It's like I'm gonna be productive, and then Square Enix is like, ha ha, yeah, no. Yo, real talk, I got games for 2008 I ain't even open yet. <laughs> like, that's where I is. I just buy them now. I'll be like, yo, one day, I ain't going to have no, no wants and desires to make nothing or get to a point. I'm just going to say I'm going to play all these games. Exactly. I just got, I just buy stuff. Like, I bought, like, I pre-ordered Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah. I know I'm not going to get a chance to sit oh. down and play it. Oh. But, yo, one day, I'm going to break that joint out. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be on. And I'm going to drive that car around 
and fight them, fight the monsters like they show in that trailer. That boy band, I'm gonna be beast mode. They done with a Korean boy band, like K-pop band. That's all they are. That's literally the main reason I bought it. I was like, hold up, they 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 a boy band in like a in like a, a Chrysler 300, just Yo. driving around the city, driving around the, the, the country. Where they roll around in the Final Fantasy universe. It's like Shiny meets Square Enix. That's that's what that shit is right there. I love you know, like, spells and shit. I'm like, but you look like you're supposed to start singing and dancing. <laughs> trust me, man. Yo, I it's funny because like with the first thing I saw, like when I saw the preview for it. You know, I was telling my boy, I was like, yo, this this is this is shiny right here. Shiny basically shiny I don't know if you know what shiny is, it's like a K pop band that I've listened to because all their songs sound like anime intros. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And the thing is about them is that their tracks sound like fucking uh New Jack Swing R and B from the nineties and shit, bro. Like it's it's crazy. Yo, on on a side note on this on K pop. Yeah. I don't know what it is about K pop, but they seem to be like it's like all the producers and songwriters and the music execs over there, so like, yo, do you know what American black people was doing between the years of nineteen ninety and yo. like two thousand and three? We're gonna make that shit yo, forever. For real. <laughs> like they, they, they took they took uh Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation all the way up to what was the other album she put out? Like uh, uh, Velvet Rope, the Janet yeah. album. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so we're going to take it from that, add a little bit of New Jack City, <laughs> a little bit of Brownstone, some, some, like, some uh, family stand and soul to soul, and see what we go with this. Yo, this is just how we hear it. Like, we got this, uh, there's like a Korean pop music channel. It's like, I got like all the channels on my files, right? Right, and right. I went there, I found it, and I was like, and I just let it sit there for like five hours. I was like, yo, not only did they have like a a rap battle reality show challenge show, which right. I couldn't understand them because they're rapping in Korean. But right. I was like, hold up. They're sitting here and they're dressed like backpackers from like 1999 New York. Seriously. And they're battling each other and then they get judged. And it's the voice, but with rapping and the set decoration, I was like, what's uh, going on and I'm so confused exactly. <laughs> Yo, how, how is it that y'all are doing what we used to do and y'all doing it better now it's kind of fucked up I don't know how to feel about it like I love listening to the music but then I don't understand what the fuck they're talking about so that makes me feel a kind of way like I don't understand what you're saying yeah, but then yeah, they yeah. mimicking like certain things like they'll start singing Korean and then they'll say I got you baby like in the middle of this shit like I want to know what this <laughs> I want to know what said before that I got you baby to lead up to that shit like that's what I'm gonna know like, I'm sitting down I was like yo this would be the cut back when I was 20 I'm like I'm just, I'm just like listening to it like yo this R&B jam is on point like like, like how did y'all learn how to do this and all, all the producers from here just like oh we gotta we gotta well, style now we just gonna go to South Korea and just get this guap <laughs> So, on some real shit, like that as it is, like my uh my my girl put me on to a lot of this shit. Like she's a huge K pop fan. And like she's not just like a fan that just likes the music, like she'll look at the industry and how it works, the business and all this other stuff. She basically was like, Yo, you do realize Teddy Riley has gone over there and they produced a lot of albums for me, right? I'm like, Really? Oh, you gave me the keys, fam. I didn't know this. Bruh. And she put me on, she showed me the shit and she was I was like 
Yo, dude, this is insane. They got American choreographers that used to work with Janet Jackson and them going over there and helping them do their acts. Damn. So I'm like, yo, we basically moved on from, like, commercializing, like, all the shit that we used to do to the point where it sucks here, but it's flourishing over there. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I can't make no money over here because everybody, nobody gonna like my shit, so I go over to Korea. Oh, it's like, wow, it's like old school at noon, like, <laughs> but, like, to the next level, it's like, yo, we gonna... Like, yeah, it's, I just theorized this, but that's, cr- like, yeah. oh, no, like, it's confirmed. Like, that's, that's that bananas. That's why their music sound like us. Yeah. We're making it. Yeah, damn. That, what's the thing? Uh, the group that I just mentioned, Shiny, just put out an album. I, I, can't, I can't remember what I think it's called All for One or, like, One of One or some shit like that. But, bruh, the whole thing is 90s influence. Every song on there sounds like the straight-up guy's track. Like, it's, it's like a weird mix of, like, Die meets Belvive DeVoe meets Johnny Gill. Yo, like not the Johnny Gill and Korean, though. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much all it is, man. Oh, like, shit. At one point, I'm expecting a My 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 version in Korean. Like, oh, song. shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, well, it's like, yo, and the thing is, like, I've been missing that kind of R&B here for a minute, so I'm like, that's why I feel a kind of way. I'm like, yo, I love this shit, but... Should I? Because I want to know what they say. But I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Like, <laughs> shit, bro. You know what? After we're done with this, I'm gonna send you a track, and you're gonna be like, "Stop playing." Say you got to like. Oh, I might have to put that in the show, like for real. Because that, because you know, there's this there's this restaurant down here in the DC area called Honey Pig, right? And it's a oh, Korean spot, Korean barbecue, and they open 24 hours, right? <laughs> and they just blast K-pop. Like when you were like in the little lobby, the waiting area, they just blasted K-pop. Like you can hear it outside. <laughs> it's just sometimes I'd be in there and be like, "Shit, this joint! Why this joint sounding like first album, Dusty's Child and shit? Like, you know, like no, no, no part two and shit." But I can't understand a goddamn word they saying. <laughs> it's like, like you walk by the restaurant and you're like, "Yo, did I just walk by a '90s house party real quick? Like, what's, like, yeah, what's going on?" Exactly. <laughs> like, yo, it, our music is popping in Korea like that, though. <laughs> it's, they got the formula, man. But if you realize, like, back then, that's what made the music bumping. Motherfuckers wanted to go out and dance and shit. Fucking, like, just vibe with the music. These days, everybody just wants to have sex in the club. Like, there's no soul to that shit. It's just... I twerk, drop them, let's go home. Like, that's... <laughs> like, at least back in the day, brothers had some kind of finesse. You know, they go on the dance floor, do a little number, act like they doing some Velvet devotion. Then they get their little Mac on. These days, it's nah. Well, nah, we nah. just get back to the point where, like, black dudes can smile again in the club and in, like, rap videos. So, like, we had to build back up to, like, the full-blown, like, Yo, Big Daddy Kane, BBD, like, busting out dance moves. <laughs> like, every every single video was a story, dude. It was always about some shit. Like, one of my favorite uh, was, uh, oh, man, why can't I remember the name of this European Rockem song right now? Where he was in the video, and it was like a gangster movie. Oh, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, because they all had the suits and shit on. Like it was straight. It was black and white. They were like, I can that shit right now. That was my shit. I used to love that song so much, man. Yeah, but that, then, was that was a whole. That whole video was a little story, and you do shot shit in, in New York. Yeah, like it was all good. And then you had uh, Big Daddy Kane that you know did his little story about the rap battle, and he was in the ring. I love he that was shit. lyrics and shit and everything. You see, dude get knocked out because the lyrics were just too strong. No, <laughs> and they cut it between the joint where he's just playing pool with the sexy lady and shit. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Big Daddy K was a straight hero. <laughs> dude, man, that's my dude right there. Shit. He still be dancing when he performs, though. Like, he be still going in. Dude, that's how you do it. Like, he's still out there just doing, like, the crazy ill steps like it's 1988. I'm like, damn, yo. He ain't lose a beat. I, I got two left feet. I can't do that shit. So I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to impress nobody now. I'll just, I'll just rap along with the song. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah, man. That's... Yeah, that's crazy, yo. The, the Korean pop be awesome. Yeah, but I, I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That's just gonna be hot. But like, um, I was about to say, like, so how uh, is this an ongoing series you working on with Line Forge, or is it like a? Um, yeah, yeah. This is um, actually gonna be. Uh, well, my contract is up until next year. You know, um, so see as far as it takes me. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan on, you know, doing some experiments and a little bit with the art, and doing some things that I haven't done before, challenge myself, and, you know, get some real good storytelling going on and everything. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to to get it up and getting it done. Are you doing all the art by yourself? <clears throat> oh no no no. I'm, well, I mean, I'm doing all the art. Well, as far as like the line art is concerned, and there's uh, somebody else's coloring, which is actually going to be, you know, weird for me because I, I've I've been rogue for so long, like I draw my shit and color my shit. Yeah, shirts. yeah. So like it's going to be a little different for me to like just pencil and ink and then hand it off to somebody. But um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm horrible with names, so I forgot the name of the of the girl that's supposed to be. Um, Coloring, but I've seen her work and she's absolutely amazing. Okay, that's great. Awesome. She's done stuff like uh, Miles Morales, Spider Man stuff, and everything Marvel and shit. And, um, so I, I'm pretty excited to see what she does with, with what I'm doing. Oh man, that sounds good. It sounds like you have a nice solid team on this book. Yeah, no, it's it's Joe literally put together like the ragtag, you know, Firefly type team, like. Yeah, y'all all come from different backgrounds, but we're going to make this shit work. You know, we pulled it together. It's just pretty cool. So, like, you want to have a busy con year next year. You got to go promote this book. Well, you know, it, it's it's going to be what it's going to be. Like, I, I, for one, you know, I don't want to, you know, stop doing what I'm doing as far as bouncing is concerned. I, I want to continue that. Um, I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to stop doing it while I'm doing this book. I just won't be putting out putting out as frequent as I usually do. Okay. You know, um, yeah, you were doing like three days a week for a minute. Like you was going in. I was like, yeah. Yo, Chuck is beast moding right now. I never went three days a week. <laughs> I was like, through this shit, I'm gonna go. Well, because you know what it was for me, like, what it's because it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Shonen Jump earlier on 
um, the, the thing that I saw was the consistency that a lot of these artists would put in to making their books. And I didn't want people to get into what I was doing and then forget about me in three weeks. Because it's, there's so much content out there. There's so many people doing so many amazing things that a lot of people just get, you know, you'll see one cool comic and then it's like, all right, cool. And then they don't come out for like two months and then you come back and it's like, hey, what's up, I'm back. And you're like, I moved on to this other shit. <laughs> so I didn't want to, um, <clears throat> I didn't necessarily want to be caught up in all that stuff. So, but I also wanted to make something that people look forward to, not on a level where it's like, I just want to, put the work out. I want people to see my shit. It was more like, I remember how it was for me when I used to be a kid and look forward to all the comic strips that I used to see in the newspaper all the time. Yes. You know, and these cats, I mean, you talk about I'm doing three a week. These motherfuckers are doing shit every day. Every day. It's not, it wasn't just like five days, it was seven days. And on Sunday, it was even worse because they used to have to put up the full color versions of bigger panels. I know, that shit is crazy. So, like, I just, I was like, yo, I, I gotta, if these guys can do it, let me see if I can make an effort to be like them. I woke up in the morning, hopped on the train, I saw my man, he had a L in his hand. Hide it from the beast, at least I catch a buzz before I hit my block I take and make a hit from the on the good ship Lollipop, move the hop, so I can put the hip in the grip Everybody slips so I can take a trip to the dip Dig a deeper hole, microphone control with soul Look at my hot eyes and tell me how could you be cold I'm coming to you from the underground with thunder sound Number one question, yo, how can I be down? Well, I tell you, bring your lighter and roll your finger Back up on your lighter so you see the fire finger Go from left to right, then from the back, herbal verbal letters give the mic contact. React whenever I keep the head scoping. Ah, uh, don't front, you know I got your Don't front, you know I got your open. It's the original heads meeting, original crooks. Don't front, you know I got your open. Check my dialect from my diaphragm, my man. Don't front, you know I got your open. It's the original heads meeting, the original crooks. Don't front, you know I got your open. Check the dialect from my diaphragm. My man, me and my cool walk the streets at you know, night, like looking for the right one. You know, and, and you're know, just trying to maintain a certain amount of quality. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really challenging. Being able to, like, chop out a story in four panels and shit was like, it's hard, dude. I know people. It's hard. Trying to land a joke in four panels is like, yo, it taxes the brain. It gives you a whole different respect on comedy, comedy oh. writing, oh. stand-up comedy. Like, oh. There's that point where you listen to like comedians talk and how they say they don't laugh at like when they go to see a stand-up comedian, they just sit there and like shake their head when the joke is funny. Yes. It's like you get to a point where you try to write comedy. I ain't even saying I was good at it, but it's like, yeah, that shit lame. Like that shit. Like <laughs> I just sit there like, yeah, that's funny. Right. <laughs> it's true because like I remember to the point where I was like I, I was at a point where um when I first started doing this and I gotta send a shout out to my boy Omar Omar Vesto. Uh I started doing bounce and I was probably about ten deep and he hit me up. <clears throat> He's a really funny guy within himself and 
he had his little stake. I really think he needs to get back into it, but he he went he was doing stand up for a little bit, and he got me this thing called the Comedy Bible. It was a book, and I read it, and it was basically a, a rundown. It's, it's a Bible about writing comedy on all different fronts, whether it's for stand-up, whether it's for a TV pilot, whether it's for a, a movie screenplay, or for, like, news correspondence, like shit like Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Coming up with concepts and breaking it down and not going overboard with a joke. Basically, finding out the punchline, how to lead up to shit and everything else. And I read it, and I, and I, I'll be completely honest, I haven't read the full book, but having an understanding of the way people tell their stories and the way they make their jokes and what I did read in the book, when I used to see greats, like all the old school comedy dudes that I used to listen to, like Red Fox, you know, George Carlin, Bill Hicks, like I would see their timing. Yeah. yeah. How they deliver shit in only a short amount of time. You know, and I was like, I need to be able to to emulate that. But like to say in your mind that you can do it and to actually write it, it's a whole different thing, man. That shit is, is hard as fuck. Like yeah. hats off even to the most wackest comedian that you don't think is funny, man, hats off to that dude because or, or that girl, because that shit is work, dude. Yeah, yo, writing material and testing it out and all that, like, yo, y'all, y'all get all the applause from me, because one thing when you just watch the stuff and you're funny, then as you, when you start trying to do it and you start getting an understanding, it just, your eyes open up, so when you, when you rewatch a Dave Chappelle skit, you be like, fuck. <laughs> you gotta understand, Dave, that dude had, like, a team of people. I mean, you know, he's a comedic genius within himself. You can tell when he does a stand-up, but, like, to come up with the shit that he came up with and to have a room of talented dudes. Yeah. Like, I remember at the time uh, when the Chappelle Show first came out, I used to frequent at this bar called Tracks in Brooklyn. They used to do comedy night over there. And then Brooklyn Mike used to be on Dave Chappelle's show, but he also used to host the events over at Traps Cafe. And he would tell me, he was like, yo, shit, it's like, you gotta understand, like, being the fact that Chappelle is from New York, like, he's trying to incorporate everybody into the shit. And everybody has awesome ideas they bring to the table. I was like, the shit is it's, it's crazy. But the amount of thought that goes into a skit that we only see that lasts for, like, two minutes... It takes an immense amount of preparation. Yeah. yeah. It's not just something that you can just say, oh, yeah, this is saying some funny shit and just put that shit on the air. Nah, dude. Like, <clears throat> there's some bounces that I've done that you will never see the light of day of because that day will whack. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I'd write it and think the shit was good and then read it back and I'm like, this is whack. This is whack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never putting this out. But, um,. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's some real shit. But, but I love it, though. I, lo- I love the, the being able to have that challenge and shit and tackling that. Because, you know, comedy is something that I've always loved, even as a kid. And, I, you know, like much like everything else, everybody always tells you, well, you have to have a talent to do certain things and everything. So I never even really bothered to write comedy until I started doing bounce and I found out but as much as the challenge of it is, as it is it's, it's, it's fun 
on his spot. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a certain level of honesty. You got, you know, what I'm saying when you talk, you, you're honest about your thoughts, and you're not, and you're not stupid. So I think right. that's the one thing about comedians is like they're not no more stupid. Oh no. oh no! Oh no! So you got to be smart, and then you got to have like a, an interesting way of like relaying your intelligence or your viewpoint. And yeah, you have a you do that well when you're talking to you. I've, well, we've known each other for what like eight, nine yes. years now. <laughs> it's been a minute, dude. Like, it, you know, it's funny because like there's there's a lot of cats that you know I'll, I'll see, and I'm like, damn man, I met you like several years ago, like. It felt like yesterday. That's <laughs> the thing that's crazy. But um, you know, like it, it, it's it's interesting to see, you know, when certain comics like I, I like to see comics in, in interviews, like candid. Yes. Um, and a couple of episodes, a couple of interviews I saw, especially with Richard Pryor. Um, but I have a holy trinity of, of comedians. Uh, to me, which is the first is Richard Pryor, then you have Bill Hicks, and then you have George Carlin. That's my holy trinity right there. Um, when I see all these dudes in their interviews and what they do, uh, this is these are people who live life. Like you listen to a lot of the shit that Richard Pryor is talking about in a lot of his, his bits. He lived that shit. Yeah. You know, you listen to George Carlin. Not only did he live it, but he put extra thought into why things happened the way they did. And then you had a dude like Bill Hicks who was like, I live life, but I know what, I want to know what the fucking meaning behind it is. So I need to experiment and find out why you think the way you think. That's the thing about all those comedians, the reason why they resonate a lot with me, and the reason why, like, I do bounce a certain kind of way. Like, a lot of people tell me sometimes, like, it gets a little preachy, but it's not for nothing, but it's kind of the same shit that I deal with at the bar. Like, I have no choice. You come to a dude come to you talking all kinds of shit, you know, about racism. Like, I'll have a shirt on that will say something black or whatever, like, you know, like some Malcolm X quotes, I'll have a shirt on or something. Well, I'll be reading the book. I'm going to come up to you and then tell you why you shouldn't be having that book or you shouldn't have that T-shirt on. And you have this conversation. I can't escape it because I have to be at the door. If this dude is having a cigarette at the door, I have no choice. I gotta talk to him. <clears throat> so the conversations that come about is like usually me just being like, "Why are you the way you are?" You know, and then. And you get to you get to understand and, and, and see where they're coming from. And you're like, hmm, I don't know. It, it's, it's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit. You know? Yeah, you you get so much material from the fact that you base your your web comment on your life, on being a bouncer. Like you just extrapolated from all the crazy stuff that you actually interact with. Or you interacted with when you were bouncing at these bars, and the type of people you have to see, because people when they're drinking, you see everything in them. Then like, they lose their they lose that mask real quick. Oh yeah. As a sober person, I see it like oh oh oh. So this is what y'all gonna do now? Oh okay. okay. Oh yeah. 
it, 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 gets, it gets crazy, man. Like, you, you, you have to understand a lot of these people who come through are probably having the worst day of their life. And the only way they're going to be able to express themselves is if they have that drink in the bar and you get to see how their real nature is. You get to see how they really react to certain things. Because once the, the alcohol is in the system, all that shit, it's, it's fair game. Like, your inhibitions are gone. Yeah. So you get to see how people really think. And, you know, most, I, it's funny because you get, you can get to tell how somebody really lives their life once they get drunk. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up that I have this philosophy, the philosophy of, of humanity based on alcohol. But that's basically what it is. You get to see how people react to certain situations once they've had enough alcohol in their system. You get to see how they process information, what their true beliefs are, how their first initial reaction is to a certain thing. Because nine times out of ten, you talk to somebody and you say something that that person doesn't like, there's a little filter there where they say, I'm not going to react this way. I'm going to go to my second reaction. When alcohol is in your system, they go to the first reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're like sitting there like, oh, okay. Now I see how you really are. And you get to tell if somebody has a happy life, you know, if they're happy drunk. You get to see if uh, they're a depressed drunk because once they get drunk, they cry over everything. Angry drunk, motherfucker who wants to beat everybody up in the bar. These are aspects of themselves that in their sober life that they don't know how to deal with yet. So that's that's what the whole thing comes into play. You know. But um that's that's how you break down the whole thing or whatever. So but, yeah. So you just brought bounce back season four, right? Right. So we're at a place where the bouncer has stopped being the bouncer. Right, right. And Yumaya is like bouncing by herself. Yep. And she check it on her homie. And he's bugging like he's my, he's like my man uh and Mr. Robot because he watched too much Mr. Robot. <laughs> and he's thinking of everybody his was made up. And he, I'm guessing he's gonna think Evil Corp is is, is really out here. He's, by that name, Evil Corp is Yelp. Like, cause that's his uh, Because every time somebody got something bad to say about some bar, they go on Yelp and they talk all kinds of shit. I, bro, I've had Yelp uh, comments on me. What? Dude, yeah, bro. You know how many people I've kicked out of the bar for being complete assholes, and then the next day somebody will hit me up like, yo, you know, they just did a review on Bleaker Street Bar or, like, St. Jerome, whatever bar I worked at, and be like, and they were talking about you. This is Bowser's piece of shit. He fucking kicked me out because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, this is hilarious. Why? Why? I didn't even know that was a thing. That's the thing, though. No, dude, you have no idea. People, people will get insane on Yelp. Like, let's say, for example, if a group of people come into a bar, one person doesn't have any idea. And... No matter how nice I am, no matter how cordial, cordial I can be, say, I'm sorry, but your friend can't come in because he don't have any idea. Say, oh, man, like, can't we make something happen? Like, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, you can't make anything happen. Just not going to have any idea. Can't come in. It's, it's just what it is. They'll all leave. Not a word is said. The 
then the next day they go on Yelp and review the bar, and they'll say, this fucking asshole at the door was so mean to us, and then said that we were pieces of shit because we didn't have ID. I'm like, word, none of that happened. None of that happened. But that's, that's how they do things. That's how they do it. So that's the reason why I took Yelp and decided to make the whole thing. I've known bartenders that have gotten, like, the shit, like, talked out of them, like, because they wouldn't serve somebody because they were drunk, or they wouldn't serve somebody because they were being rude, or they were being an asshole. They said, I'm sorry, man, I can't serve you. And then the person would just leave. No words are exchanged. But then they'll go on Yelp and say, oh, yeah, this bartender, like, said blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really? I was there. That's, that didn't happen. Mm, that's terrible. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Stuff I don't know about because I'm a sober person. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that deep. Exactly. No. This, shit is, this shit is crazy, man. No, no one, no one uh, gets mad at me or I never get stoned out because all I want is some soda. Like, hey, let me get some soda, bro. They're like, I got you. <laughs> you want extra strong, strong soda. I get <laughs> Give me less ice, B. Yo, <laughs> you know what my fa- my favorite shit somebody ever said? What's that? Was yo, it's like, yo, let me get a Hennessy straight, but make that shit strong. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, man. <laughs> How do you make the Henny stronger? <laughs> <laughs> That shit is ridiculous, man. I was like, yeah, you clearly don't know how to talk, like, when it comes to going to bars, man. Like, this is horrible. But, <laughs> that should be a comic right there. <laughs> no, trust me. No, I've done, I actually did do one like that uh, in the first in the first season where the dude, no, it was funny because it was a dude who came in. I, I'll never forget this. I was working with my boy Cisco. He was a bartender. And um, I'm sitting there. It's a dead night. And a bunch of dudes come in, and they playing pool in the back. And we're sitting there talking all kinds of shit, you know, at the, at the front of the bar, because there's nobody there. So we're just sitting there talking shit, talking about movies and anime and shit. And he comes over, he's like, yo, my man, yo, let me get, like, five shots of Hennessy, man, straight. No ice or nothing, just straight up shots. And he's like, all right, cool, I got you. You know, each Hennessy is about 10 bucks now. Mm. Right? So he pours all the Hennessy. He's like, yeah, all right, cool. So my boy gave him a discount and said, give me, give me 48 bucks. I got the, I, 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 I'll get you another round. Just give me 48 bucks for this. Dude said, but then when he ordered the wisdom of the Hennessy, he said to him straight up, he says, go make that shit strong. That, that's what I forgot to tell you about. He said, make the shit strong. And I was like, wow. I don't know how strong you gonna get out of the bottle, but it's what it is. Dude left fifty cent tip for him. What? I was like, wow. I was like, wow. You see, with that, that's the kind of shit you deal with. You don't, you don't know what you gonna get. All these motherfuckers that be stunting. Like I, I had dudes walk up to me talking like, yo, yo, I'm with the shorty real quick. Like, got this guy on drinks, man. Yeah, I'm trying to like, like no, dude, just stay in your lane. That's not my problem. <laughs> Why are you taking this person out and getting expensive, expensive drinks from? Maybe that's not the person you should be with. Yeah, like don't don't try to stunt. Like keep him 100. You know, but yo, real question. Mm. Yo, what? 
why do black people be fucking with Hennessy like they be, like why do they be fucking with Hennessy so much that it's like a like an inside joke? Like you know like <laughs> Bro, I tried. You know what? And the thing is, I, as an experiment, I tried Hennessy. I don't understand. Like I was like, because I'm a whiskey drinker, straight up. Like, I'll, you know, I'm, I love to experiment with different whiskeys. Like, I'll try whiskeys from different parts of the world. Like, let's do this. But Hennessy, I was like, it's not my thing. But I'm gonna try it out for about a week and see what happens. All I remember is every time I got drunk off with Hennessy, I was upset about everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that feeling. I was like, I'll fuck this drink. Like, it's not. <laughs> like, that should be in songs. Like, like that should be in, like, black comedy. Like, yo, why do, like, why do we, why do we pick this one random French ass whiskey? Like, <laughs> like, some song that made everybody, like, like yo, so. If you want to believe in the black Illuminati, how, <laughs> how the fuck did we all end up fucking with Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy? Like, why do we fuck with one super corporation? <laughs> yo, Moet is nasty as hell. I don't understand. Yo, that's another one. Yo, it's not good. It's not that good. I'm at it. It's horrible. I'll never forget this. Like, I, I remember, like, my, my, my younger brother is a party promoter. He does, like, parties and shit and everything. Yeah. I went to a club with him. I don't, I don't like going out. Like, I work in the nightlife. I don't like going to the nightlife when I don't have to be there to make money. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go to the chaos. I'd rather be home. But he had an event, and, you know, I was like, all right, I go out and support you and shit and everything. And we in the VIP, and this motherfucker's just drinking all the way. Like, my brother's 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I understand you came up in that era where is something, I guess, I don't know. But I try. I was like, you know, let me try this. Before I talk shit about it, let me try it first. It was disgusting. Never again. I've had like <laughs> two or three versions of Moet. I had regular Moet. I've had like another one. I had like Rose Moet. And I'm just like, all, most of these times I've been in the strip club too. And I didn't buy a bottle because Julie doesn't buy bottles. I'm not paying their rent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, give me a Sprite. What's good? Like, but I've tasted it just as well. Like, yo, y'all thinking this over this beautiful soda that I'm sipping on? Like, this soda tastes great. <laughs> I soda. Like, that's, that's what's happening right now. Like, it tastes so good. My is amazing. <laughs> yo. <laughs> the flavors, man. The flavors. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's funny because the same thing was going on, on now with whiskey. Like, there's a whole bunch of different whiskey flavors. you got Fireball, which I can't stand. It's, it's literally uh, Big Red in a glass. That sounds horrible. It's <laughs> white boys come through and it's like, hey, bro, let me get, like, like six shots of uh, Fireball and, like, you know. Like, dude, that shit is fucked up. I remember this one time this dude came in bar and he was like, you know, he, he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. I, I'm not going to talk any shit about him. He was a really good dude. But that's what he loved. He loved Fireball. So, you know, I was talking to him throughout the whole night. Like, he was white dude from California playing Soul to Soul, De La Soul, uh, X-Clan. Yeah, he played some X-Clan, bro, on the jukebox. Mm. I didn't even know there was X-Clan on the jukebox till he played it. <laughs> you were like, what? Oh, my bird, we gonna get to the East Blackwoods up in here? All right, let's do it. But played all that, 
on the on the jukebox. And I was like, yo, dude. He was like, yeah, man, yo, I used to, he said, I, I'm from here. This is how we went down. And when we started talking, he was like, he was like maybe like three or four years younger than me, but he was like, yo, this is what it is. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, yo, he says, yo, you want a shot, man? I was like, yo, I do a shot of whiskey with you. He said, what you having? I said, you know, I'm having powers. But I guess he didn't hear me. So he got me a shot of, of uh, fireballs. First and only time I ever tried. Horrible. Dude. I, before that, I was still on duty, which is something that I don't, my code is I don't drink when I work. Yeah. It's, you know, like, even when I'm allowed to, I still don't do it. The only time I have a drink when I'm working is if I get physical with somebody and mm-hmm. shoot some crazy and I have to kick the motherfucker out and I have to drag him out, put him in a choke or whatever the case is. And then I come back to the bar after it's done, I'm like, you need a shot. You need to come fucked out. But this whole thing was like, you know what? You're a good dude. Ain't much going on in here tonight. Let's do it. But he didn't hear what I said as far as the whiskey that I wanted, so he got me a fireball. Dude, that shit made me sick. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. And that's the reason why, like, he came to the bar, like, like a year later. He lives out in Cali. He comes over here. Uh, he works for, uh, in fact, he works for the New York Auto Show that happens in Jackets. Oh. Yeah. And so every year, they come from the New York Auto Show. And he came back the following year, and he was like, yo, you want to do another fireball? I was like, yo, dude, this is the reason why I'll never forget you. So I went home, and I was sick to my fucking stomach. Now your face is etched into my memory with that fucking whack-ass feeling of my stomach being all fucked up because of that drink. So, yeah, you've earned your place in my memories forever. Like that. After that, never again. I will not fuck with with Fireball. They do that shit with whiskey. It's like Fireball, and you got another one called, they have like an apple-flavored whiskey now. I'm like, why are you doing that? I don't don't know, man. Blame the 90s babies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you can say. Like all the crazy candies that everybody had when they was kids and they grew up, and it was like, "Yo, let's put that shit in the drinks." Or Jolly Jolly Rancher flavored Hennessy. Let's make like Airhead Airheads Airheads uh, vodka. Let's go! Like somebody might hear this, tell that shit to them, and they might actually do that shit. Word up, Airheads to rock. Now, now later, Bacardi, like, like, let's do it. Yo, <laughs> if it came in a wrapper, I would buy it just so I could get like a bottle in that now later's wrapper. <laughs> Yo, you know, there's a, there was a, uh, I went down to Heroes Con one time. There was a little soul food restaurant, which is hilarious because the soul food restaurant was run by a white dude that was main chef looked like some dude that was that long in the white supremacist group in Oz. What? Like, yeah, this like, dude. Like was, shilling you're looking, dude? <laughs> he was like, oh, some shilling you're looking shit, dude. I was like, word. And, but, like, he loves black folk. Like, actually, yeah, this this this, this story is actually kind of funny. I, I went, it was me, I'll tell you, everybody was there. <clears throat> it was me, uh, my boy Keith, you met Keith. Yeah, it's Keith. Uh, my boy Rich, Jamal Eigel, and Steve Ellis, and we all went. We all we all shared a rent room together. And we all was like, "Yo, let's go get something to eat after the con." So we end up at this place. 
we had amazing meal, mad soul food, chicken, all kinds of shit that we made up. I was full. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a smoker, so ain't nothing like a good smoke after you eat a good meal. So they in there chilling, doing their thing. I go outside. I'm going to go have a smoke. And while I'm out there, I'm looking up the street. And there's this, this dude on a motorcycle. Motherfucker look like Undertaker. Like, I'm talking about, like, Undertaker back when, like, WWE, when he was, like, on that biker shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? He was playing Lip Biscuit was his theme music. Rolling, 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 rolling. Exactly. So he had his bandana. He had, like, the goatee, big old, like, same size as him on a motorcycle. And then the dude cuts him off. But he got two other dudes. He got another dude behind him that has his, his, his girl on the, car, on, the, on the motorcycle. Dude in the car cuts him off. And he parks his bike, gets, gets up, goes to the car, and the dude speeds off. Like, fuck this, I ain't dealing with this shit. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I'm sitting there laughing. Like, that's funny. But then these motherfuckers are rolling into the parking lot where I'm smoking. I'm like, yeah, it would just be my luck if these dudes go over here. And these dudes, see now, this, this is North Carolina. This is Heroes Con. I don't, look, I don't know what happens down south. All I know is that on the way down there, I saw a couple of rebel flags. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to think of this right now. I know, I know. I felt the same way I went to Heroes Times. Like, I got to be, like, I know people say good things about Charlotte. You know, they got Cam Newton and everything, but it's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm still in North Carolina, dog. I ain't, I, 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 <laughs> Yeah. And then I'm like, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, whatever. So they come into the parking lot. And they parked their bikes literally about five feet away from me. And I'm like, why y'all gonna come over here? Like, fuck it. I ain't, because at this point right now, I'm standing in my ground like, fuck this, I ain't moving. I ain't trying to be that dude. You know, <laughs> like, be a punk ass, like, whatever. I'm gonna stay right here. So, I got, you know, and I'm a metalhead, so I got a, I got a, uh, I got a living color shirt on. Mm-hmm. So, I'm smoking, and then they light up, they, they all pull out their cigarettes and they're looking for their lighter and they can't find their lighter. So I walk over, I had my zip on, I lit up the cigarette. And this dude was literally like 6'4, towered over me. And his boy looked straight up like like some Sons of Anarchy looking dude. The homegirl next to him looked like, yeah, she was an extra from Sons of Anarchy too. Like, wow. We're gonna do this right now. So I just lit that cigarette still like he was like, Yo, thank you, man. I was like, Alright, cool. Finished my cigarette, flicked the fucking filter, went back inside. I was like, I went up to Jamal and Keith, I was like, Yo, we gotta go, man. You motherfuckers crazy. <laughs> so we getting ready to pay the check. I'm sitting there, dude, big man comes in, goes to the bar of the restaurant. Calls me over and says, yo. And I'm like, oh, shit's about to go down right now. <laughs> like, she just can't with you. <laughs> so I'm like, he goes, what you drinking? And as soon as I heard that, like, you know, when you're in a bar, you work in a bar industry long enough, motherfuckers, they buy you a shot. They think you're cool. It was like, Jameson Nate. He goes, I got you. Boom, says, thank you for that, man. Click, boom, shot. All right, fellas, we got to go. And I was like, that's the most I want out of down south. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, more than that. Sending this one out. 
Ultimate <laughs> man, killer B. No doubt, indeed. Without we, you know what I'm saying? That shit was that's a, that's a good story. That old real shit. There's a war going on outside, no man is safe from. You could run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You walking with your head down, scared to look. You shook, cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks. They never around when the beef cooks in my part of town. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old and be on the cops control. They better have the riot gear ready. Trying to back me and get rock steady. By the Mac 1 double, I touch you and leave you with not much to go home with. My skin is thick, cause I'll be up in the mix of action. If I'm not at home, puffing live, relaxing. New York got a nigga depressed. So wherever I slug it underneath my gas, God bless my soul. Before I put my foot down and begin to stroll, I'm finished beef. So man, what you feeling about comics right now? About the comics game? It's been a weird week in comics, you know what I'm saying? It's been a weird week. You know, I, I usually sit on the sidelines and I try to be like that, that Michael Jackson meme with the popcorn. Nah, this has been getting crazy right now. It's to the point where I can't, I can't, I can't just sit on the sidelines and look at what's going on no more, man. I got, I got to make a voice about this shit. It's, it's getting, <clears throat> it's getting a little out of hand. Um, the one thing I'm gonna say is this: on all of the, you know, like you, you see, there's a huge push for diversity in comics and and I am all for it I, I, I want to see everybody represented the problem is is you have a whole bunch of dudes you know running around like a bunch of old school cats that don't necessarily understand why this push is being made like I looked at the whole thing with the uh, Riri Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Uh, J. Scott Campbell is J. Scott Campbell. He has made a name for himself as being a dude who's a pinup artist. Mm hmm. So the dude is good at what he does. Yes. So when Marvel should realize that if they are trying to market, like, here's what. The cats that are defending J. Scott Campbell aren't realizing. They want to bring the whole aspect of the market into the issue. What they're not understanding is Riri is geared towards young black women. Yes. Not just young black women. The mothers of young black women that will give them the money. Because you're talking about teenagers. Unless you a teenager, yeah. exactly. Unless you a teenager, going you know working at the mall, you afford to buy your own comic. That's one thing. But then when you have to tell your twelve year old daughter, like you like Iron Man, here's Ironheart. I'm gonna go and buy this for you. And they gotta look at J. Scott Campbell drawing the cover. What does that say at that point? And you know what? I don't even know. If it gets to that point of them seeing him drawing the cover, they just see the image online. Yeah. 
because this book ain't supposed to come out for what like a, a while from now, right? Like from the way they do, this is a solicit covers. Yeah, so these are all like uh, I think variants. Yeah, variants. It's all variants. And it's like um, I have I have two different thoughts on this. My main thought is I'm not mad at J. Scott Campbell for being J. Scott Campbell because that's always what J. Scott Campbell does. Because I completely agree. And I'm like, why would you commission him to draw a 15 year old black girl when all he draws is 25 year old? Yeah, white models. <laughs> That's what he does. He draws I mean, Barbie. Like they all have the same figure and shape, and they're colored brown or 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 like they color a certain color of brown for black, a certain color of brown for Latin, and then like white girl, and then like a certain color for Asian, and the hair and the hair changes up a little bit, but it's generally all the same body. Exactly. Um, yeah, they had him do two covers, one in the regular clothes, in the outfit they kind of marketed her as, the little uh, tunic halter top looking thing in the, in the, in the tight pants. Right. But they also have one when she's in full armor. And, I, 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 you know, people might think I'm a hater. I got my own issues with Marvel. I personally think they commissioned that image so they could put it out, so it could drum up controversy, so it could get more people talking about the book, so they could pull the cover, which would then cause even more controversy and dialogue about the book, so people know more about this character, Riri Williams, and then they could then release the other cover with the um with the woman who owns the comic book store. Yeah, in, in, in Philadelphia, and they get, that gets even different type of buzz. So we're constantly talking about Riri Williams and this Iron Man comic that's written by uh, uh, a middle-aged uh, Jewish white guy who's writing some good comic books in his day. Yeah. But I, I really don't know how much you really know about a black girl internally, even though he you might raise them. He raised them, but that don't mean he is them, though. Like, there's a certain point where... I'm a black dude, and if I write a book, there's only there's a certain <laughs> point at which I gotta like I only know but so much through observation. Yeah, and and, and and I totally agree with you, man. Like, look, this, this is the whole thing that I saw happening, and you're exactly right. You know, I you you a lot like more the conspiracy theories than I am. I'm I'm always like they on some bullshit. Like they did this on purpose just to cause controversy. I I personally believe that. That's just my thing, but. You know, lo and behold, like, um, what I see happening, okay, perfect example. What happened with this instance is more like this. Hey, yo, we got a cool idea for a children's book. Let's get this hentai artist to draw it. You're going to get what you're going to get if the hentai artist draws what he draws. Exactly. You can't get mad at him. You hired him to do what he do. It's the same thing, like, with the whole thing with that, that Spider-Woman cover. Bam, yeah, it's like... I uh, shit at Milo Manera, because Milo, uh, Milo Manera has been a veteran in this industry that has done erotic comics. Yes. For as long as he's been doing them. Yes. So if the, the editors over at Marvel said, that, hey, Milo, we want you to do Spider-Woman, First off, they knew exactly what the fuck Milo was going to do. Yes. If they get some carte blanche, they said, yeah, dude. If no editor came up and said, yeah, this is a little bit too explicit, 
it would have been different. Milo, being a professional like he was, he would have said, okay, let me do it a different way. Yeah. No, they let that shit happen. So blame the editor. Don't blame the artist. And Even though I do believe that some artists need to take accountability for some of the shit they do. Yes, I do. But if you are getting hired and you are under the supervision of certain people and telling you to do a certain kind of thing, and they are giving you the right to do certain things, and everything is all good, and they pay you, then what am I going to say? How am I, and, and the thing is, I'm not going to go against the person who I wrote a contract with and say, well, they told me to do it this way. Because you want more work from them. So then you're going to sit there and you're going to say, okay, you know, yeah, I did the cover, now I got to eat the shit. Everybody hates my name now. Now, Frank Cho, in my opinion, I love Frank Cho as an artist, but as far as a person, with the shit that he's spewing right now, I'm like, dude, take a backseat, man. Shut the fuck up. He be on that bullshit right now. He on that bullshit. I used to fuck with him so heavy when I was young. I was reading Liberty Meadows. Yeah, I was buying his books. And, like, this shit right now. Like, like, like yeah, man. Like, like, like you missing the, the whole point. Like, you missing. You, you really not understanding. You talk about social justice words. Like, nah, fam. You draw everybody mad sexy. Yeah. And that shit ain't the time for it. And you know what? Right. And, and then the whole Wonder Woman thing blew up because like, you've been on that bullshit so long that the writer was just like, yo, I don't want him doing the covers of my book. And he had that juice, and they was like, yo, take him off the book. And I was like, I can't even be mad at homeboy because he's been on that bullshit for like a year and a half. Well, I would tell you, I would tell you and here's how, and here's what we're going to bring the shit a little bit, bring the conversation a little bit deeper than, than what we're talking about right now. Because... This dude is sitting here, you know, especially like, you know, I, and, and I saw J. Scott Campbell's response, which then made me say, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, you, people who quote me on all this shit, I don't care. I'll say it here. Shut the fuck up, because seriously, I'm getting sick and tired of the, of the white boy narrative. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is this shit. Whenever I keep hearing that same excuse, like, well, you know, diversity in comics is this thing, you know, we need to we need to give it time. You know, these things happen over time. What's the time that I fucking need for this shit to happen? Because not for nothing, the only time that I see happening is, like, I got to give white boys time to be comfortable with my existence as a person. Yeah. No. If you can't grow an empathetic bone in your body, that ain't fucking with you. Kick rocks, move the fuck on. I'm doing what I gotta do. And this is the this is the whole problem that's going on right now. It's not so much about having a debate on whether who's right and who's wrong. It's how people are bringing the, the the argument. Why are you going on and disrespecting women on social media? To the point where you're dismissing why they feel the way they feel, even if you disagree with them, but have a critical conversation as to what is happening and why they feel the way they feel. Take the facts, take the logic, take the history of what comics was and what racism was and everything else, feminism, whatever you want to call it, all the marginalized people. Take the history of what it is in this country and then now... Bring it to what's going on now. 
why aren't we taking these things and put them all together and say, this is where we've come to? They won't go by that. What they'll go by is that I am this dude and I'm a good guy and you should listen to what I have to say. Fuck you. I got my freedom of speech. Fuck no. It doesn't work that way. And I'm, I'm really getting sick and tired of seeing these dudes run up on here and, and just straight up disrespecting everything that most most people are doing because they're trying they have an opinion against what they're saying. Because they're the, they're the so-called status quo. And they, they don't even know they're the status quo. They're only the status quo because the retailers might feel certain retailers buy something for them but like we don't even know what the status quo anymore we don't know no one knows all the ways and how much money they're bringing in through these comic sales we don't right. get all the sales from bookstores we damn sure know we don't get all the numbers from amazon yeah. we don't get all the all the digital numbers so we don't even know technically who's the majority of the audience it might me all it's like video games like on the low girls and women became the silent majority in gaming. Yeah, yeah. And people don't want to admit to that shit. Ooh. And it's like, I'm sitting here with this week in this, um, and I, I can't think of the lady's name. You know, real talk, I'm not reading Marvel, so I didn't even know who was writing Mockingbird. But the fact that she got harassed. Chelsea King. Yeah, she got harassed to the point. And this is a New York Times bestselling author. She got money. She didn't got books. She didn't got awards. She didn't got daps from Stephen King. I looked her up on Wikipedia. She got she got credentials. Yeah, she could, yes, she does. And you know, she wrote a book and and it was out and it got canceled because you know people wasn't people wasn't really checking for Mockingbird because of feelings. I don't know. Like it was a good gamble. She's in the TV show. Let's put out a comic book. But the artist drew a cover. And they attack the writer. And right. then this is what bothers me. You can do all these fucking press releases about these bullshit ass hip hop covers. Mm -hmm. And you got a black iron man girl. And you got this, that, and the third. Right, but right. your ass can't come out and say, yo, we do not support your behavior and you, the way you're attacking one of our creatives, one nope. of our writers for our comic. And right. you may, your, one of your main writers will come out and was like, this is deplorable, but this is not comics. I'm like, bitch, what? Exactly. And, that's, and that is the problem right there. That is the exact problem. We keep on catering to, to the bad behavior of fucking, I'm sorry, I'm saying you cater to bad behavior of white folks. Overprivileged white folks. Now, I'll tell you this much, working at the bar, that's one thing. Never tolerated it. Once you don't want that way, kick your ass the fuck out. And the thing is, with the whole shit online, I see all the nonsense and everything else. I would dare a motherfucker to say shit like that to my face. They won't. They won't. They should. They should. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Furthermore, you know, we want to talk about, you know, like, yeah, it's very unfortunate what happened to Chelsea King, you know, and everything else. It was the same thing that happened to, uh, what was the name from Ghostbusters? Oh, Leslie Jones. Oh, my God, that shit was so terrible. She deleted her count, too. But let, let, let's not also forget the amounts of, and, and this is the one thing I do have to bring to light. 
you have uh, the whole black indie comic uh, creators that come out and do what they do. The people on the forefront who support this and who actually promote it are black women. And I need for you to understand the biggest influences that are out there, the bloggers, all the, all the sisters that are doing it. You're talking about black girl nerds. You're talking about uh, nerds of prey. You're talking about blurred girl. You're talking about fan bros, uh, Tatiana King. You're talking about all these women who are doing a, an amazing job of actually bringing a lot of these artists and all these black indie people to, to light. But they're the ones on the forefront fighting all the harassment. All the bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is what pisses me off. Because I see them fighting. And brothers over here talking about, like, like, well, that's just their fight to fight. Like, no, it's not just their fight to fight. Because you're going to harass them and say, yo, listen, man, why didn't you review my book? Yo, I'm doing this project real quick and everything. But then White Boy from Marvel does some fucked up shit. And they try to defend the, the, the fact that they did some fucked up shit. But you ain't there to have their back. Yeah, that pisses me off. You know, it makes me mad. Then I sit back. I think it's like, why the fuck you think they care about you? Because you've been buying a book for twenty years. Exactly. You a customer. Like the fuck, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck mostly about most of their their customers. Their customer is that retailer that does that diamond order every fucking month. Thank you. That's what it is. That's what they making those covers for, so that somebody in that store will spend a gang of money on that one cover to cover them three hundred books they got to order, that they got to sit there, and they got to put in the fucking dollar bin. Exactly. But it so paid us off itself. But they the they the customer. You think you the real customer? We the fucking customer. Be this ain't like the fucking movies where like your dollars actually go to the fucking movie where there's a real <laughs> split where they keep tracking this shit. It's not like when you listen to an album and your actual spins count toward the fucking royalties exactly. that go to fucking Drake or fucking. Oh, uh, Taylor Swift or whatever. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, no, it's comics, fam. Your shit, motherfuckers don't even have point of sale systems at every store. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, you you giving that much? You giving that much of a damn about Batman? B, he's not real, fam. Yo, no, 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 but they don't understand. Yo, bro, you got to understand. See, yo, we think on a different level. These motherfuckers, this is life to them. That's what you have to understand. That motherfucking white boy who's getting pissed off at the fact that everybody took down that uh, J. Scott Campbell cover, he didn't have drip-off material for the next week. And that's, 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 that's more traumatic to me. I'm like, fam. Yeah, exactly, and that's the problem. Like, we keep catering to this bad fucking behavior and talking about, oh, well, the industry needs to take time to change. No, fuck that. It's not to take time to change. It's that you keep catering to people's bad behavior, and you don't want to make them feel a certain way because you don't want to lose their money. But then you have a whole other aspect of the populace that is willing to pay and spend money on the company if you do the shit right. That's my problem. You want to get people to come on and say, oh, we got this new comic coming out with a black woman who's going to be the lead character or whatever. Get a fucking black woman to write the shit. At least give it a shot. Give it a shot. Something. Like, I, like I, I, this this week made me worry about the Roxanne Gay situation when she's right. going to write this Word of Wakanda book. Right. Because right now, like... Tanahasi ain't catching no flack because he's he's a black man writing a black man superhero right. character, and there's a bunch of black men it's like yeah this is the shit this yeah yeah, shit. yeah yeah the motherfuckers get real shook because you know black men are scary 
But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's keep it honest. The motherfuckers right. think we got super, They think we are Luke Cage. We bulletproof and shit. And they just can survive anything. You know what I'm saying? They think we can do magical feats and all that type of stuff. Perfect. But, like, um, but this is going to be a very established writer. Yeah. But, again, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. And people, for some reason, like to troll women on Twitter. And I don't know what they're going to do with this comic. I don't know how they're going to act. Like, why is this what it is? Like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. But I can just be like, oh, what's going to happen now? Like, if it if it doesn't sell a bunch, and then, like, Marvel does that, their stuff where it's like, yo, issue three ain't really get ordered like that, so we're going to dead it at seven. Like, right. like they did the Nighthawk and shit. Like, oh, issue two was, was whack, so we're going to go ahead and... uh dead this book on the sixth issue like if they do that then they're gonna be like your book sucked you was trash you was horrible blah, 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 blah. you should never be right it's like hold up yo i didn't see this woman on on like on my news shows on sunday not just like melissa harris perry but like other joints like cnn like nah she clearly nah she clearly smart can write a book better than probably your your, your whatever you think is hot fire but uh, like I don't know why it's not winning, but why the retailers ain't comfortable with buying the book? Because that's what I think people don't understand. Like, yeah, she gonna be alright. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't want her to be harassed though. Now I'm just thinking like, no, but see that that right there is the aspect of what, and that's where we get deep with this shit. Why are these motherfuckers harassing these women, especially black women, or even harass anybody black in general? I'm gonna tell you why. These are fans of comics. These are fans of superheroes that hold a certain moral compass as to what is right and wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. But then they tend to go opposite of their favorite superhero to go online and express their feelings. I'm going to tell you why. Because they don't see us as human beings. And this is why the narrative needs to change. This is why having a black woman write a black superhero needs to change. You cannot have somebody... Look, listen, I, I used to love Brian Michael Bendis shit back in the day, but dude, take a step down. You made your mark. You don't have to keep on doing it. You get a black woman to write Ironheart the way it needs to be written. Or at least co-writer. Or co-writer, supervisor, whatever the fuck you want, but get her on there. And the problem is, when you go deep into what uh, a lot of these dudes are thinking, is that they don't see us as human beings. This is the reason why whenever you hear a plot for a new story where the main character is coming to save the world and you see fucking John, uh, Tom Cruise in your head, you won't see anybody else that don't look anybody like him. You won't see a K-pop star. You won't see an Indian dude. You won't see a Native American, Spanish dude, or or black dude in your head because the narrative has gotten so deep. They don't view us as human beings. They view us as a problem that exists that that they have to cater to in order to perceive what they want or to get our money. That's all it is. And this is the reason why, you know, like, I, I know a lot of people have problems with, you know, the whole aspect of, you know, Black Lives Matter or even, you know, what my man Urias is doing with Black Heroes Matter. This is why the narrative needs to change. For so long, all these dudes has been, they've been telling their stories through comics. And I don't expect 
uh, a white boy to write my experience for me. But if I go ahead and take the mantle to try and do it myself, or you go ahead and create a character that looks like me, and you portray him wrong, and I have something to say about it, don't get mad. You fucking sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. You haven't let, you haven't lived my life. So don't don't take don't take liberties to tell the narrative the way you think it should be told. It's the same thing. Like I remember when. when I was never a really big Black Panther fan. Everybody, you know, in the Black Panther movie, the trailer got released. I was like, yo, this shit look hot. Or whatever, it's not the Black Panther trailer, but the... Civil War. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, this shit's going to be hot. I'm like, yeah, it'll be cool. I was never a big fan. Because to me, all Black Panther was, was the story of a black man told through the eyes of a white man, of the way he thought Africa should be. Not bringing into the situation how colonialism fucked up Africa and the reason why it can, Wakanda could probably never exist in the time when it came out because colonialism was that fucked up. It fucked us over bad. They did totally disacknowledge that. But yeah, yo, I think black folks would be awesome if they had this awesome civilization. We're going to make them better than what they should be. That's the reason why I was like, yeah, Black Panther, nah, I'm sorry. I see what you're trying to do, and that's cool, but I don't buy it. Yeah. You know? And and, and, and I'm not shit on the character, I'm not shit on the fans, but I know way too much about my own history to be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I like that, um, that one, that Christopher Priest run is what got me into Black Panther, like, because he totally kind of I guess he took the stuff that he read before that he liked, and then like he 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 flipped it around to such a degree that I was like, right, oh, yeah, okay, this kid. Now see, I got a love for Jack Kirby, so sometimes I let let Jack Kirby ride, and mm-hmm. then like, but I don't know if Stan Lee was always putting the right words that maybe Jack Kirby wanted Black Panther to say when he was doing all that awesome jungle action sequences yeah. because it's like sometimes I see Jack Kirby he'll just be putting black characters he was just putting black characters in his books just because like whatever it's just like everybody that person gonna be this that person gonna be that he was he was such an outlier to me and like uh, uh, so far ahead but it's yeah. it still I still get your point it still was like he's a super magical African guy and it it, you know, I have my own issues, but when I saw the movie, he's like, y'all need to stop acting like Black Panther, and Black Jesus. Like, he ain't saving you. They right. they put him in a movie. You enjoy said movie. Mm-hmm. But I have to be honest. I'm not getting excited over a Black Panther movie. Just, like, we have Moonlight coming out. We got Hidden Figures. Like, we've had stars like black people in hundred million dollar movies before, like like Will Smith exists. You don't wanna claim him now, but Why he wants to claim him, but bruh, I mean Eddie Murphy sold like three billion dollars worth of tickets in his lifetime. Like no, we we didn't got black stars. Like this is I know I know y'all some of y'all are young in the game, but the nineties was was dark was the shit. Like <laughs> like we is going on with the presidential, you know, campaign right now. Even when Obama was running for office. Yo, dude, being like my mom was from Haiti, a black president was not a foreign thing to me, man. Yeah. Like outside the country, a black president is not a foreign thing. The only reason why it's foreign for you is because you live in a country that's so fucking racist that a black dude running running for office 
that actually does something is like I don't give a shit if he saves the world. Fuck him, he's a nigga. Like that's just mm-hmm. you know, that's how fucked up the country is. Or even a woman running for president. It's not a foreign thing. This is like the first time it's happening here in the States, such a legendary and funny but for America it is. This shit's been happening around the world for a minute. Like that, right? Blow his back out, make his shoes work. Hey yo, this shit be off the knock it, rock it, whatever cock block it, cat get blown. Who on this street corner? Foreigner, hesitate to rock a hummer. Maybe seal top, run around this summer. For real, marinating, niggas skating, debating, waiting, style flowingly relating. Fine line, switch it on ya, like Venetian blinds. The mission is mine, fabulous king I divine, titanium, hydro, collado, yo, thunder, poly this conjunction, sun one, slang doctor, medicated kids pay it, say it. These niggas in effect done Stay rap related Cassette rhymer 5G Kasana Line for liner Poet designer Sharp like liners Might get a year award Fly gear award Them niggas over there Be analyzing with one sword Get bent Pay the rent Plus still we invent Enough shit to get your whole team Crazily sent Now all I need Is a half gallon of weed But see The bus is Mike Dick And make three seeds Then max out like two acts Inside the parking lot Sun bark a lot And get a seam Hit in the dark a lot What now? Blow Clicking like a calico Go Maximilian one love, keep it real, yo. yo hit me for these Tommy Hill ice rock, nigga. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, yo, Angela Merkel been running things for like how long? Is <laughs> she only here for her back because of the fucking the 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 strength of the march and the oh yo the Germany economy. And y'all ain't ain't well, ain't she a feminist icon? Like, yo, real talk. I know Margaret Thatcher did a lot of stuff that is bad, like yo, straight up bad. But yo, real talk, like. Yo, she ran England, fam. And there was a woman queen at the same time. Like, <laughs> it was and, double lady power. I'm going to tell you this, man. It's like, it, it's interesting because a lot of people be like, yo, man, you know, you shouldn't, you know, because I'm not a big Hillary fan, uh, uh, Hillary fan, but, you know, people say, oh, so what are you for Trump? Like, fuck no. I'm black in America. Why the fuck would I be for Trump? But people be like, oh, so what are you going to do? You know, who you want to vote for? This is I'll vote for the fuck I want, but I'm not a fan of any one of them. He's like, well, why? He's like, look, just because she's going to be the first to something don't necessarily mean she's a good human being. I'm sorry. This is what it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's keep it real right now. It's like, oh, so wait. You know, this guy, this, this, this is the first woman to commit genocide in the country. Oh, that's a feminist move. No, it's not. That is a shitty human being that did a horrible thing. I'm not going to praise her for that. It's just not happening. So just because you're the first of doing a certain kind of thing doesn't necessarily mean it's groundbreaking. It just means, that, well, you were just the first person to do an evil thing. I get it. That's cool. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Like, but I'm not going to praise you for it. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's just like, you know, with that whole situation, it's like, I think all four candidates suck. So I'm yeah. sitting here like, nah, man. Like, it's just like last time Barack was just like surprisingly, he was he was a surprise and he was really charismatic and he was smart. And I was like, all right, word, I rock with this. Yeah, he's black too. Let's let's see what happens. Like, I didn't believe he was going to win until like he won. Yeah, exactly. And I called my man. I called Ron up. And I was like, bruh, uh. Yeah. We got a black president. I didn't expect to see this in my lifetime, but I, uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know if that was going to go well. 
look at what happened eight years later and like like the racist intent of the country got way worse this man i said this shit as soon as he got inaugurated i said so y'all get ready for a whole new brand of racism y'all ain't never seen before and we'll get bruh I, i'm not the dude to be like i told you so but bruh the shit was just insane even i didn't expect the amount of bullshit i used on get yeah, in the times that we live in now. I mean, I knew motherfuckers were just going to be, you know, racist trying to go up against his policies. And not for nothing, you know, Barack Obama, you know, yeah, first black president and everything. I don't agree with all these policies. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. But, you know, but the fact of the matter is you got a dude who's trying to actually do something and he can't get shit done. It's not because people disagree with him. It's, it's because you're black. That's just what it is. The only reason why the GOP was against the motherfucker wasn't because they didn't agree with what he did. It's just because he was a darker shade. That's all it was. They kept, they kept, uh, what were they, they what's the word they kept using for him back when we talking about universal health care? They called him socialist. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a, another word for nigga. Like, that is, we can't say the N-word so we'll go ahead and say socialist. It's like, come on now, this ain't socialism. Like, how are we gonna call it socialist and we ain't call it English socialist and we ain't call it French socialist and we ain't call it Spain? Like, there's all these countries we call capitalist democracies. It's like, but like they don't they, they don't have some of the same bullshit we got. So it's weird, and I, like I don't even I have this weird feeling that like if Hillary wins, mm-hmm. it's gonna regress back to kind of like what it was. Uh-huh. So it's going to be calmer. People are going to be a little bit nicer because the person in charge isn't a black person. But then I have this thing of suspicion. It's like, but is violence against women going to go up? Is sexual harassment going to go up? Yeah. Like all these, these are like unthought of effects. It's like all these little alternative realities getting ready to break out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> all right, like we got the black man as president. Yeah, but like, yo, now we got cops killing us in the street on camera, not giving a fuck. Like, there's there's so many other things that that happen because of this. Because like psychologically, it couldn't deal with a black person being president. So of all the shit we that that patriarchy in the society does to women, will the 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 psychological like backlash and like let's be honest, a, a lot of white dudes' heads. And some black men and Asian men and Latin men are going to be like, oh, so you think you can run the country now? And they're just going to be wild misogynists mm-hmm. to, like, women that, like, have nothing to do with it. Dude, this already happening now. You see what these motherfuckers do on Twitter to women when yeah. they talk about comics. Like, what, let alone politics? What the yeah. fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what I personally believe is, you know, Hillary gets in the office. We'll have a lot of that. I think we're going to World War Three. <laughs> uh, real talk, the way the way I I remember talking with Ron a little while ago, like he was like, "Yo, World War Three was the Cold War," and when you think about it, like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, because of the way they fought all the battles in other states. Mm-hmm. So like, That's just, uh, you know, out in the open. Yeah, like proxy, it was like proxy wars, and like all these countries that we still feel the effects of, but like. Yo, I watch. Yo, I watch like two to three hours of news every day. Like, yo, shit's popping off in Europe, fam. No, oh, shit is going crazy, dude. Every right. world war starts in Europe, fam. <laughs> gets me worried. Right. Oh, you Putin is like fuck y'all. Putin don't give a fuck. 
And I'm like, shit. He don't he's, like, he's like, I want Trump to win, not because I probably actually like him, but because he don't give a fuck either. And, right, <laughs> and like, he probably thinking, like, he can't beat me. Like, exactly. he ain't yeah. up on these, these strategies. Like, his the strategy game ain't, ain't up to par. He played checkers, <laughs> B. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing chess. <laughs> like, I'm KGB, fam. I know how to get dirty. So it's like. <laughs> and, and I look at it. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you say the hacking is coming from Russia. Some people's like, that's a lie. I'm like, yo, just because they say it's from Russia don't mean he actually have a part in it. But that also doesn't mean he going to stop it. Like. Oh, we got some hackers over here that's hacking in the DNC. Mm, I'll allow it. Please. Whatever. Like, say something, man. Honestly, I think I think he the reason why he wants Trump to win, which brings me to that other thing, is when I think if Trump wins, we ain't gonna get World War Three. We gonna get motherfucking civil war up in this piece. That makes that that's that's the shit that scares me. Is is you talking about like look I I personally like people are all saying like yo man yo we 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 in that new world order shit yo they about to they about to make sure the police state now nah, motherfucker you've been living in the police state the way they run around here killing all these black folk the way they run around here doing all the shit that they want to do they they can stop you on the street take you in do whatever the fuck they want now you you've been living in the police state for a minute yeah yeah you know what I'm saying the only the only reason why you notice it is because it's getting more press coverage yes yes so. That dystopian aspect about that whole, yeah, that's happening already. What I'm talking about is like straight up blatant civil war. I'm talking about motherfuckers walking down the street with guns, talking about fuck you, fuck everything you represent, I'm taking out your community. Yeah, yeah. it's like. That's what I feel is going to happen if this motherfucker wins. That's one of the things I'm afraid about because um, um, there's a certain segment of our society that can go it's like okay you got the cops but what if for like tom tom the cop one day uh his homeboy bill who's the uh i don't know the car the car uh repairman or whatever is all good with him and then one day he's like yo i'm down with america because ain't about me no more and he kills the cop but they're both of the same community they were friends a couple days ago <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, but oh, you didn't know he was on that super all right shit though. Yeah. So like, you the cop guy, you got your issues, and you like this, but now he's like anti the state, and you're the state. Yep. And like, there's there's a certain there's a certain fear. There's a fear like like they always talk about like yo, they're afraid of black people team up and gear eyes up. It's like no, they ain't. What 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 America is afraid of the the. The comfortable, I got money, I go to Wegmans, I I got vacations, you know, I, I'm eating good. What they're afraid of is them poor white folks rising up. Oh, yeah. They're afraid of the Hunger Games when Katniss raised up the districts on yep. the Capitol. They ain't, ra- they ain't really afraid of us. We're just like a tag along because they, we're only 13% of the country. We get pulled along. So either way, we just got to survive. But even though, even though with, with, with their team, we're talking about people of color in general yeah. make up 44% of the population. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if they tag in, it's going to be, be crazy. What we're talking about is, you know, people who are rising up, you know, because you know the classic saying, man, you want, you want the you want people to be on your side of the government, you know, just think that they're, they're better than the than, than the Negro. 
see that they're ten times better than the Negro. It's like mm-hmm. I mean I'm paraphrasing. I'm not I don't remember the, the quote verbatim. I forgot what president said it. But um basically that's what that is. You know, they're they're victims of the system that's been set up just not just as much as us, but they're victims to some extent. Because a lot of these cats don't understand real history. They only understand the history that's been taught to them. Real history as far as like what us as Africans have contributed throughout the entire aspect of humanity, what we contribute contributed to society. They don't know about it. It's the reason why they see us as less than human. They don't understand what our presence means to this world. They haven't traveled outside of their three block radius. They don't know what's what. So, of course, you have that hick-ass motherfucker who's going to sit down and say, you know, all lives matter because, you know, I've been living in this community on this block all my life and I don't know anything else. Of course, he's going to think all lives matter. You don't know the plight of what we've gone through. Yeah. Ask him if he's ever read a James Baldwin book. He, he doesn't know what a fool is. He doesn't know what a fuck James Baldwin is. Ask him if he ever heard of Malcolm X. It's like, what, that guy that said that one thing a long, long, long time ago? Like, he don't know. Be quite honest, he might not know some of the... um. The progressive and left-leaning ideals that are white, either. Like he's just like, mm, that's hippies, the commies. He doesn't, and it's and it's interesting because you know I have all of people go and say shit like, you know, well, you know, Black Lives Matter is funded by you know, you know, extreme leftist groups and blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, you know what you sound like right now? You sound like the same dudes who used to say back in the day the Black Panther Party was planted here by the, by the USSR to invade the United States mm-hmm. to bring forth communism. That, they used to say shit like that about the Black Panthers back in the day. Crazy. That was their main reason for going after them. It's like they're spreading communism. We can't have them here. That's what you sound like to me. Of all that all lives matter shit, you know, black lives matter is just a front for the government to start a race war. Fuck you. Yeah. The fact that you don't understand what the hell that means or why it's being represented means that you can't understand what history has done to this country. The fact that we keep sweeping shit under the rug and we're not confronting the problems on why we've gotten to the point we've gotten to, you have no clue. So just fuck up. Let people who know what's going on talk and come up with a solution. Till then, just sit back and fucking learn something. It's the same thing, like, and, and we've, we've gotten deep and talked to the shit, but I'm bringing it back to the whole aspect of comics. Mm-hmm. A lot of these motherfuckers need to sit down and shut the fuck up and see what's happening around them. Instead of, instead of coming out and saying, you know, well, fuck you for saying this about it. No, ask me this question. Ask me why you feel the way you do. Let's have a conversation about it. Then we can talk. But until then, until you're ready to have that discussion, don't come at me that way. Yeah. Because you're going to get shut down. You know what I would like to see one day? I would love to see the X-Men written for a long run from a person of color that's been, like, persecuted. Like a Latin person. Or especially a black person. Like, if you want to talk about being hated and feared by the society you're in and you're a minority quote-unquote race we've never seen that perspective written oh yeah seriously by someone's like yo if i go outside i might not make it fucking home exactly and we all know the inspiration of x-men came from the whole aspect of civil rights that's like that's as clear as day but 
Yeah, that would be an amazing thing to, to, to see. Like, I think I've seen, we've seen it from, like, LGBT <clears throat> artists. Like, mm-hmm. I know gay male artists have drawn it. I don't know if they really wrote long stories. But we kind of got that viewpoint for a while. Like, right. the gay... The gay the gay ver- like the gay viewpoint of being a minority. We got that from the Brian Singer movies because he gay. He put that in there, and that's yes. good. I right. like that's good to, to do it. But like, yo, let's bring some of that. Like, let's give you some of that real black experience. Let's let's have somebody black actually write Magneto on some like. Oh, well, you want to base this on Malcolm X? We go Real right now, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, because we <laughs> that would be some shit. I'd love to see that all day. That would be my shit. No, seriously, man, like that. That would be good. I would have no problems with that. They ain't but, trying to do that though. They ain't about that life. Nah, come on, man. It's, it's not. No, it takes time. You know, <laughs> these changes take time. They ain't about that life. <laughs> oh man anyway man I'm sorry I, we, we went off on the mad crazy tangent nah, I, man, I don't think people gonna like that they're gonna be like oh this show is lit I'm gonna be like that's right I might have dropped some flex bombs in there like it's just a lot though dude like it, it's and the problem is, it's like a lot of these conversations. Like, see what we have. We we talk. I mean, we we're cool. We know each other for a minute, so we can have this conversation. But you know, I mean, I've, I've sat down, you know, working at bars. I, I remember I had a conversation with a Trump supporter, like back in I think it was like April before I quit the bar completely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he couldn't understand. And this is this is what I started to see into the mindset of you know, a person that supports this son of a bitch, especially being in New York and understanding what Trump is mm-hmm. and what the is and the fucking clown ass game show host he is. And and to go and talk to this person, this is an angry dude who doesn't hate me, who doesn't see me as a threat. This is a dude that's fed up with the system. And he's gotten so fed up with consistently uh, voting Republican and GOP all this all this time, and they haven't delivered. And he's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go for the guy who's not you. And the messed up thing is all the, all the, the corruption that... Black folks used to talk about like how politicians take money from people, lobbyists, and, sh- and shit. We used to we used to talk about this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily have a problem with it because it didn't that, uh, affect them directly. Now that it has, it's like well, we need to go outside the Republican Party, but maybe you know it's not you know. So now I, I'm like I'm looking, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, all right, I see now why you like this, and. You know, for me, you know, and, and, that, and that's the reason why in me writing, you know, Bounce the Way I Do is because I don't know what I'm going to get. I may get a Trump supporter. I may get a Hillary supporter. I may get a Joe Styron supporter. I get Bernie supporter. Whatever the fuck you support. But I don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what I'm going to get into the night when I get there to work. Usually, I, that's why I bring the reader in. Like, you don't know what you're going to get today. I don't know what I'm <laughs> when I get to work. So that's what it is, man. But 
you know, with all that, you know, being said, it's it's a really insane time that we're living in right now, where, um, you know, just to see how people are getting tired, but it's all misplaced anger, and they don't know where to where to where to, uh, where to place it. And because of lack of education, because of lack of knowledge as to where they, you know, as to how things got to the way they got to, this is, this is the reason why we have, we're here now. Mm-hmm. I think. And sadly, I think the same thing happened to comics. Yeah. People yeah. don't remember the history of, like, how we got to the 90s boom and bust and... And like certain, and how certain things rolled around, and we're we're in a we're in a situation where we're talking about variant covers, like we didn't learn <laughs> what happened with variant covers. Like we we didn't learn about these, we didn't learn these lessons. It's somehow it's hot again. Somehow they they, they came back to haunt us. Like we didn't learn the lessons of like, yo, you remember when all the superheroes was white dudes with brown and, and blonde hair and black hair? <laughs> and then like it's funny like. I remember, like, if you really think back in the 90s, the 90s was mad diverse. Like, Milestone came out. People was remaking superheroes. Like, there was, like, a Latina a Wildcat in DC. And, like, like yep. all these different characters came out. People want to say, like, yo, DC never had no black characters. Like, nah, they used to have a gang of them. Then, like, motherfuckers took over, and they just made them all white boys again, and it was crazy. Yep. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, yeah, you're getting back on the points to where, where it comes to comics. Like, the problem is, and I've said this before, I mean, even certain white boys are getting tired of the same old narrative mm-hmm. over and over again. It's like, when I see... You know, like the whole aspect of Luke Cage coming out and everything, how it broke Netflix and everything else. The shit is there. People want to see it. So that whole excuse is like, well, we don't know what's going to sell. That's out the window. That's that's it's that's this is a myth, like black on black crime. Like, don't give me that bullshit. Yeah. You know. Um, but when it comes down to, you know, retelling certain stories or 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 trying to get fans to understand, the moment a motherfucker is like. Well, you know, the character's black, so I don't know how to identify with them. That means that you need to sit the fuck down and learn something. Because if you can't identify with someone else because they're a different shade than you, that means you need to reprogram everything that you learn. Exactly. Like, and especially, like, look, okay, if you're a kid, if you're a 14 year old, 16 year old kid, just starting out trying to understand shit, you got some time to work that out. But if you a grown ass fucking forty five to fifty year old man who has a problem with seeing a black man or a black woman as a main character, sit the fuck down. Yeah. That's my problem, and that's and, and it seems to me that a lot of these comic book dudes, especially a lot of especially the big companies, are more worried about catering to them than anything else. Because they've been their fan base for the past like sixty years. For so long. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't even say that. I think what happened was when when the bus happened and a lot of those then when the newsstand went away and the bus happened and they lost like two thirds of their stores. That was I remember I been I remember being a teenager and like everybody like I'm in I'm in I grew up in Prince George's County, Maryland, in the D C area. 
that is one of the most affluent black areas. I didn't see that many white people growing up, but black people was reading comics, and then you couldn't get comics no more. So guess what happened? You couldn't read comics no more. Yeah, yeah, right. So they lost that fan base. Well, people want to forget to like, yo, Tom McFarlane made a black superhero, and it was the number one selling comic book. Yep. Period. Like millions of copies a month, and then all of a sudden you couldn't, you couldn't, you you where do you get spawned? But because there's no comic book store, and then you can't go to the store no more and get comic books. Like the the, the Seven Eleven ain't got comic books no more. Yep. And you get to the point where the only people who was reading comic books. With them white dudes that live in their comic book stores. Right. And that was the thing, because, you know, at least, you know, I remember when I grew up, man, dude, I think it's about East Flatbush, Brooklyn, back in the, in, in the mid-80s, when you used to go to the comic book store. First of all, like, I don't understand the whole concept of, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to get picked off of, like, comics. You're the biggest thugged out motherfucker used to steal my comics. How about that shit? Fam, fam, I don't understand that narrative either, and I think that's. Yeah, it's. it's, 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 it's in fact, you buy comics, you gotta hide the shit. Like, you're like, oh, they don't take my comics today. Like, <laughs> like it was crazy. It's like people talk about like I was picked up for like comics. I'm like, who didn't like X Men in 1992? Like everybody like X Men, bro. Like who? What do you mean you got picked on because you had comics? Like what kind of world were you living in? Like I was living in a world where like the girls is like, oh my god, that joint looks dope. That joint, yeah. bro. Like like yeah, because X Men come on every Saturday. Like everybody, like I just sit back and like. I never had that shit. I don't know what that narrative is about, but you know what though? Like I, I, I've seen it, and, and it, it's it's most of these dudes were getting picked, picked on, whatever. They're the ones getting pissed off about all this shit going on right now, all this diversity stuff and everything. Like, I'm so sorry that you know Brett was such a shitty person to you in high school to the point where you know a woman is actually writing something that's worthwhile. And you don't want to identify to it because, you know, Brett fucked you over in high school. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get over that shit. You're fucking 45 now. Or or, or some girls back then was like, oh, you read comic books, you're a geek. Like, who cares, bro? Like, you you adult now. Like, it don't matter. Like, you're supposed to stop caring. Like, I've never had that. I don't, I don't even remember a time where that was some, some shit. Like, you know, even with anime, I remember, yo, bro, the mouse of... Hood dudes that hung together in the crib to watch Ninja Scrolls. Back in the day before it was even known as Ninja Scrolls. When Ninja those, Chronicles. We got that tape. We got that shit from Chinatown. It was like, mad hood dudes. Yo, yo, yo. You see what happened to the homegirl and everything? Yo, it was crazy. This non-star, Kira, like... People on, you know, Evil Dragon War Chronicles. A lot of people don't remember that. That was my shit back in the day. Devil Hunter Yoko and freaking Demon City Sinjuku. Sinjuku, yeah, man. One of the most littest joint of all time. What, uh, Demon City with the freaking, with that spider lady that popped off in the front. It was crazy. Oh, my God. That was insane. Anime at that level was it was so crazy. Yeah, that well, it was my other favorite shit. Was um the Peacock King. I don't remember Peacock King. Yo, not shit. the name, but I probably saw it. Cause sometimes you would see stuff would be on tapes. Yo, you wouldn't get the whole beginning because somebody had a messed up tape. They copied it wrong, and you just be like, "Oh, this is just more anime. I'm just going to watch it. I don't even care." <laughs> what the name is. But when when uh Overfiend was known as the Wandering Kid, I don't Yo, the over. Yo, when I found out about hentai, I was like, fam, they make animated porn in Japan? They wild. <laughs> so, so, 
bro, dudes in the hood. And you talk about yo, East Rappers, bro. I grew up in a time where the biggest gang in New York was called the Decepticons. How geeked out is that shit? One like, of the greatest freaking geek places, black geek pop culture elements that can ever when when yo when I went to frat in '98. And I started meeting people who was from Brooklyn, like, you know, black dudes who grew up there. Right, right. And, like, someone was like, yo, you know, homeboy, oh, yeah, they used to be a decep. I was like, wait, hold on. I'm from D.C. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? You had a gang and they called themselves the Decepticons from the Transformers? Bro. Talking about when you're about to rob somebody, like, you won't transform on that nigga. Like, that's how real this shit is, son. I was like, I kept hearing more stories, and then I started hearing people talk about it, and then, like, the whole, like, Ralph Lauren shit they used to, like, rob. And I'm like, yo, y'all, this is amazing. How come this isn't a movie? <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, they used to, they used to run these streets, man. And they, this is the time before motherfuckers just walking around just carrying guns and shit. I mean, guns was always a thing, but these motherfuckers used to run around with wrenches and hammocks. Man. That was insane back in the day. But, well, I mean, that, that was like, you know, old school New York. But to, to, to the point at hand when it comes to uh, all this stuff, like, I, I, I never got that, got that thing. So I don't understand how, you know, a lot of these dudes get butt hurt over the fact that, you know, there's a woman writing a comic that, you know, their favorite character or when their favorite characters become black or Latino or gay or something and I'm like what, 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 why do you have a problem with that maybe you need to expand your own fucking world and stop living in the shit that you're living in you know you gotta do a remix right do. is mad, I get more butt than ass trays. Fuck a fair one, I get mine the fast way. Ski mass way, nigga ransom notes. Far from handsome, but damn a nigga tote. More guns than roses, foes is shaking in their boots. A visible bully, like the gooch disappear, vamoose, you whack to me. Take them rhymes back to the factory. I see the gimmicks, the whack lyrics, the shit is depressing, pathetic. Please forget it. You're mad cause my style you're admiring. Don't be mad, UPS is hiring. You shouldn't have been the cop, fuck hip hop. With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. Not from Houston, but I rap a lot. Pack the gap a lot, the flame's about to drop. Here comes the brand new flavor, yeah. Time for new flavor. There's gonna be a point. We're getting to this point where there's, a, there's a growing nostalgia for anime that popped off in the 90s. And so that fandom, I think, is about to like bubble over and like really hit the mass market again, as we see with like Pokemon Go and stuff. Oh, right. I'm thinking like, what the. Like, anime was really popular. Like, TV anime was got really popular. And I was thinking like, what did these fans think when they were children and what do they think now like did they think that these anime characters were white because I remember growing up like I remember talking about Dragon Ball Z and it's like so yeah this is mad racist like how come Goku he get blonde hair and shit I'm like yo like that motherfucker Chinese fam like he ain't, he ain't no white dude like his hair is golden but you can't paint gold be like like he's not white like like Sailor Moon is like you do know they keep all their Japanese names in the in the American show right like 
and, and this is this is this is a messed up thing for me, and, and people might take it the wrong way, but like when I see sometimes people turning like the anime characters into black people, I'm like I like for me I'm like you're putting all American bullshit of white and black on the characters that ain't supposed to be white. It's like you're turning one minority who we should be teaming up and embracing. What's my favorite thing is that like all the black Goku and Dragon Ball. I I can't stand that shit. I like I like the hood shit. Like when you see it on rap mixtapes and shit, because I find that shit hilarious. But that's different. That's like because they try to tell you that their music is so fire. Like they saw some Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, they they super <laughs> saying with the with the with the with the beats or whatever. Like I'm not even mad, but like when I see it, it's like. You know what you gotta do? Trying to make a living off of their art, and then trying, and that's all they do. I'm like, stop! Like, you know, it, it's it becomes, you know, to me, it's like the new brand of artists that say, yeah, I can paint, and then takes people pictures and put them on Prisma, and then put them put them online, and be like, I paint. Mm-hmm. It's just been a big trend as of late. I don't know if you know that shit. Yeah, I try to stay away from it, but I do know yeah. it's a. It's, it's a thing. It's, it's a it's a problem. It's a it's thing. A problem. But anyway, it, it, the thing is, back to what you said. When when it comes down to that, a lot of people don't understand the history of of Japanese animation. A lot of people don't understand how deep rooted in the culture it is. Um, a lot of these studios used to work for Americans, and and they used to work. You know, like I I, I love when a lot of these American dudes be like, oh, I'm not into anime, man. Fuck that. Blah blah blah. I'm like yeah. Every single cartoon that you grew up with that you love was done over there. Mm-hmm. So stop your shit. Mighty Orbots, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Transformers. Where do you think all that shit came from? Who do you think you thought? Because Americans are too fucking uh, stingy to pay real people, American animators, to draw shit out for them. That, nothing's been animated here since fucking back in the day more than one of those like that. Yeah. There's a few animation studios that still hire in-house animators, but it's not to the extent of what they did back in the day. Everything is outsourced. Where the fuck do you think that shit get outsourced to? Japan got smart and said, fuck it, the Koreans probably do it better, let's hire them. Mm-hmm. That's what ended up happening. And then, so... You know, a lot of these character designs they do, they knew at some point it was going to get marketed to us. So they did what they had to do. But then when you started to see, you know, um, in the rise of, like, the late 90s into the early 2000s, they started changing a lot of designs and the characters. Production IG just said, fuck the whole thing. We're going to make characters that look Asian. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, Jin Ro, you saw, um, especially some of the later Ghost in the Shell shit, all the characters started looking Asian, started looking Japanese. Yeah, like it's not even, like it's not even blurry no more. It's like, yeah, like this is these are these are Asian people, but like, like I, like I remember I getting the little lanyard for um, New York Comic Con this year had like the Yu Gi Oh movie because I'm like, oh shit, it's about to be, right, it's about to be twenty years for nostalgia for these kids who grew up watching Yu Gi Oh, yes. and it's about to hit. And I'm like, yo, did you actually think that? A dude named Seto Kaiba was a white dude? Because in my head, when I saw him, I was like, nah, that's just a Japanese dude with brown hair. That's just dude style. Like, all these... Yugi Moto ain't no, ain't no white boy name. Like, they go to Japanese school, and they got, like, the, the, the uniforms on, and they eating, like, rice balls and bento boxes and shit. And you thinking these white folks? Like, that's the thing. That it doesn't happen like that over here. It's the reason why I say a lot of the stuff that happens in the anime is very deep roots to the culture. They don't... 
and, and a lot of stuff when it gets translated over here it doesn't translate right it doesn't hold that same impact unless you understand their culture that it does when it comes over here it's like you know I used to see you know like certain kanji that would pop up in like little comedic scene or like certain expressions and everything he's very deep rooted into Japanese culture yeah unless yeah. we grew up over there and we know about that we won't get it unless somebody explains it to us so that whole aspect wasn't necessarily it, it, even in the character design it's very much all for them they may have different color hair or like a blonde girl but if you notice even with somebody like uh in this that, that anime uh Neon Genesis uh, even Asuka had European blood in her like that's where she came from right? yeah, she was like Russian or something but like yeah, exactly. so she looked different from everybody else yeah the chick like Ray who's actually Japanese with blue hair that was just Monday for any Japanese girl who colors their hair blue like this is all it is you know, it doesn't, it doesn't um, necessarily mean that she's trying to look like somebody else. That's just what they did over there. So a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, at some point, it was catered to us, you know, over here. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily to us. We, we would accept the shit regardless of it. It was catered to white folk. Yeah. So they identified with it better. Yeah, because black folks was already watching anime. It was like, what? This shit is fire. Like, <laughs> it's fuck American cartoon. Who watch this shit? But, you know, then... Even with that, you know, it came to a point where it was like, you know, we're going to just make our own thing. And that's what they did. They dominated. Dude, name an American animation show, uh, animation studio right now that can do the level of studio trigger shit in-house with everyone hired, paying everybody X amount of money a year in the United States. It doesn't exist. It doesn't, no. It doesn't. Because if they want that quality of animation, they're going to fucking hire somebody else to do it. Yeah. You know? It ain't going to be like, oh, you know, yeah, we can all band somebody together. Yeah, if we do that, our budget's going to be really high because we have we have to actually pay people. Yeah, like minimum <laughs> wages. And it's funny when you really look at animation history. It's like a lot of reasons they was able to make those movies and those shows is that they hired a bunch of women and the women weren't paid fairly. Exactly. They were doing the ink and paint and the in betweens. But if you're if you're paying a woman like thirty cents for every man dollar, yeah, of course you can get Flintstones out. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> shit back then. You know, people. There's so much uncredited shit that happened back then too. You know how many women used to draw comics that didn't get paid? They were supposed to get paid like way back in the day, like little comic strips and stuff. Never got any credit for it. Like, this is a really fucked up industry. And I think this is what's starting to happen now. It's, starting with, it's much like everything else. And I think this is the reason why our conversation went all over the place from, like, comics to politics to race to all the stuff. Because it all intertwines into one thing. There's a certain aspect of human history that's been, uh, that, that's never been addressed. That we haven't sat down and tackled everything from scientific method and said, let's analyze all the problems and how we got here, learn from the history, and actually come up with real solutions. And actually sit down and have and apply critical thought to what's going on. 
problem is we've thrown everything under the rug for so long, for so long, that now in 2016, all the shit that we've swept under the rug is coming out and it's maggot infested and spoiled and rotten and infected. And that's what we're starting to see right now. So the truth, everything is coming out. It's just going to come out the ways that it, it is. And it's just, now we're dealing with the mess. We didn't clean up the earlier messes. We didn't take care of the problem. We had a chance to, in fact, when we had a chance to take care of the problem, we added on to it and we made it even worse. Black folks tried to fight for civil rights. They finally said, okay, we'll give it to you. Oh, no, wait a minute, not so much. Let's go ahead and give you the war on drugs. Not only that, but we're going to take away, we're going to put, throw in, you know, Mulford Act. You've been, you're not able to bear arms the way that you said you could, so you can't defend your own communities. You know, like, let's, let's, let's give you one thing and add more problems onto you. The counteract. Exactly. So you've had the system that's been in place for so long. So when you take that same mentality and you spill it over to entertainment, entertainment within itself is the thing that exposes other people to the rest of the world that they're not usually exposed to. So when you watch, when you live in Wisconsin, you watch about the life of a person in New York, you're seeing the story told to the eyes of somebody from New York who's never been there before. So you start to think, oh, that's how New York is. Now, if you take that same formula and you go into the issue of race and every single image from that person that that person sees from Wisconsin is a consistent negative aspect of a particular ethnic group in this country. Fuck, you gonna think they're gonna think all the time. They're gonna be like, oh, these people are not human. Whether it's through movies, whether it's through uh, cartoons, whether it's through music. So that whole aspect of representation, you know, when when, when my man Uraeus is doing the movement like Black Heroes Matter, that's why I'm down with that shit because that is giving us now an opportunity to change that whole narrative. You know, it, it, it's taking the power out of their hands and saying, you know what? No, this is the way we want to be represented. This is the stories that we have to tell. You know, and, and people, most of these cats, you know, sit up here and, and, and you want to call people social justice warriors and everything else. Yeah, you know what? You, call, you can call people social justice warriors all they want, but let's break that word down for a second. A warrior. I'll be that shit. If I'm going to stand for any kind of injustice, fuck that. I'll fight for it. But if you want to stand against it, what does that make you? Yeah, I never understood that. Like, if you're, call, if you're using social justice warriors as a bad thing, it's like, it's not a return to me. Like, you're saying that you're the bad guy. Exactly. Like, you mean, that means you're aligning with Cobra. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're aligning with Lex Luthor when he's, like, hating Superman. Exactly. Not like I have to save the world from aliens, Lex Luthor, but, like, I'm going to kill Superman. Or like, like, yeah. like, yo, you're Hydra, B. Like, you're saying this, like, you're Hydra, fam. Like, you get this, right? Like, the more you disparage social, quote-unquote social justice warriors, that means you're the bad guy in the story. You're not Daredevil. You're the hand. 
See, then, then but you also have to think about, too, there's a whole bunch of motherfuckers that make a living on that shit. This, True. They, don't, they don't believe in half of the shit that they even say. They sit there like, eh, fuck you, people and social justice warriors. Okay, pay me for what I just said. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what they do. Like, you know, fucking Rebar dude, Milo, whatever oh, the fuck. Yeah. Milo. Whatever that guy is. Milo was getting that paper. He getting that paper, dude. Just like all those motherfuckers at Fox, Bill O'Reilly, all of them, them motherfuckers don't really believe what the fuck they're talking about. They all, they, they know. They know. They're there for a reason. They get nothing. Really good paycheck to talk all the shit that they're talking. Same thing like all those Trump surrogates on CNN who sit there and defend everything he fucking do. CNN pays them to be there, dude. So of course they're gonna defend all the outlandish yeah, shit. Yeah, and all they work for him and they get the paycheck. Like, oh shit, like, man! They get paychecks from both. The CNN is paying them to be on there, and Trump is paying them to talk the shit that they're talking right now. So of course the narrative gets construed and gets crazy, and we sit there and get pissed off. So, but I don't understand how they get defend Trump for the boost. Like, yeah, that, he did his job because you're talking the shit right now. Like, yo, I start laughing, and people look at me right crazy and say. How are you laughing? Because, like, this shit is funny. This shit is comedy to me, man. What the fuck are you talking like, about? Like, on, 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 on a real note, it's like, I'm supposed to be la- I'm supposed to be getting riled up over this. And I know that motherfuckers is dying in Syria. And Earth. other countries, like, catching serious bodies and fucking Mosul and fucking straight war right now. But I'm supposed to get mad because Newt Gingrich flipped off on Megyn Kelly. Thank oh, you. Okay. All right. Uh, Megan mm. Kelly's talking all kinds of shit about black folks all day. Yeah. That's what she does. Like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not getting, I ain't getting hyped up over none of this. this. That shit don't affect my day-to-day. And this is the shit that blow people when I say, like, oh, if Trump went all right, I'll survive. I'll survive Reagan. I'll survive the first Bush. I'll survive the second Bush. I'll be all right. You'll be all right, man. I survived crack in the 80s, man. D.C. was wild. Yo, <laughs> I, I, I don't know DC like that, so I don't necessarily know, but I know in Brooklyn, the shit was crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, but nah, man. Just, just, all I'm saying is, here's how I see it. You know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, we all creators, we, we have an opportunity to, to change the way people view us through our art. Let's fucking get that shit popping, man. We got the opportunity now. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I, I'm i tired. You know, like, these, these conversations, like, you and I have, you know, we sit here and vent our frustrations so day, but at the end of the day, if, if people ain't really doing something, you know, if, you know, and that's the other thing I've had problems with, you know, a lot of artists are sitting on here, they, they're, they're more, especially younger cats, they're more concerned with lights and, and, and uh, getting noticed on social media rather than leaving behind a legacy. If you ain't out here trying to leave behind something that people are going to remember, get the fuck out of the game, man. That's that's my bottom line. If you if you do what you do because you want a bunch of motherfuckers to like your social media page, then I really don't have the respect for that. But if you out here trying to really do something that makes a difference, even if I don't agree with it, but you believe in it so much to the point that you're grinding and you're putting it out there, then fuck, man. Do what you got to do. But in these, in these times, man, we don't have time for any of that stuff. You got some shit to do, buckle down and do it. 
word. And right there, that's where I'm going to end it. <laughs> I get down like brothers are found, ducking from bullets. Uh, Gun control means using both hands in my land. Yeah. Where it's all about the cautious living. Uh-huh. Migrating to a higher form of consequence. Compliments are struggling that shouldn't be notable. Man, every word I say should be a hip hop quote. I'm sick of bitches shaking asses. I'm sick of talking about blood. Sick of Versace glasses. Sick of slang. Sick of half ass award shows. Sick of name brand clothes. Sick of RB bitches over bullshit tracks. Uh-huh. Cocaine and cracks, which bring sickness to black. Sick of swole head rappers with they sickening raps, claps and gaps, making the whole sick world collapse. The facts are getting sicker, even sicker perhaps. I stick a push to make a bundle to escape the synapse. Man, life can get all up in your ass, baby. You better work it out. Now let me tell you what it's all about. A skin not considered equal. A meteor has more right than my people who be wasting time screaming who they've hated. That's why the native tongues has officially been reinstated. Take the fence, fuck it, got to be that way. 